Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Overnight, a jubilant homecoming. Three Americans, former prisoners in North Korea, now free. President Trump escorting the men off their plane. And on June 12th, I'll be meeting with Kim Jong-un to pursue a future of peace. But you remember everybody in the fake news where they were saying, he's going to get us into a nuclear war. Donald Trump believes that this this success in the foreign policy field might be enough, you know, to distract attention away from the Robert Mueller investigation into Russia, the, the criminal investigation of his own personal turning, you know, the Stormy Daniels affair. You are fake news. Very fake news. We'll do it live. Fuck it. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Get your clothes back and back out of here. Gang free over here. I can't believe that someone Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. <laughs> Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. You laughing about the hate in your heart? Yeah, that was a great intro. Good job. I, I will sneak that soundbite in wherever <laughs> I can. I will run that one into the ground. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. In their heart. <laughs> yeah. This that was is from last week hoax last week's hoax hate. You guys check it out. Yes, if you missed that. It was a very classic hoax hate. End of the episode last week. This, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We're rolling solo for a bit. No guests this week. Um, some packed personal schedules. Maybe we'll speak to that a little bit later, but um, you know, the news still stops for nobody, not even us, when we have a lot of personal things going on. So we're going to cover as much as we can. Uh, Trump uh, nukes the Iran deal. That's probably the news of the week that we'll go with for story number one this week. Um, and you and I spent most of our time today reading up on it because we don't make any secret about international relations not being a strong point for either one of us. Pretty so, bad. <laughs> so, but we did spend a lot of time reading up on this issue today, and I think both of us kind of ended up in a spot that we didn't foresee. At least I didn't foresee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll we'll discuss everything you need to know, and you can uh, you can take our opinion with a grain of salt, even though we tried our best. We're still going to go for it. Um, in addition to that, big big foreign policy, big international relations week. You heard it in the intro. Trump secures the release of U.S. citizen North Korean prisoners ahead of meeting Kim Jong Un next month. In addition to that, five ISIS leaders are captured as well. So um, I guess this is, this is Trump's tour of winning that he promised in the, uh, in the campaign. We'll break it all down because while this is all going on, a lot of presidential action going on, Democrats are aggressively positioning themselves for a 2018 defeat spectacular enough to rival 2016. They are hard at work making sure that they can snatch defeat 
from the jaws of victory. And I have so many clips of Democrats doing insane things politically this week. I can't even tease them all because they're all so stupid. So I can't wait to get to that segment because it is hilarious. Um, and then, of course, uh, other big news this week. New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman gets me too'd. Hard. <laughs> yeah. But not before uh, Sam B. celebrated him um, as an anti-Trump superhero last fall. We'll take a look at that segment as, as well as the facts surrounding the, the superhero Schneiderman. Oh, so Schneiderman. Good. So yeah. good. Yeah. A, uh, a rare mass shooting strikes Australia. What can we learn from that? Interesting story there. Which I did not even hear about this week. Yeah, it, it, it got mentioned here. And it's been a, a big talking point in conservative media because, um, well, of course, how did a mass shooting happen when guns are banned? So we'll get to that. But there's even more depth to it. And there's a Vox piece that, that speaks to that question that I want to get to because I think they kind of um, they missed the point in that Vox piece. Uh, you, you'll, you, of course, recall Lactatia, the 10-year-old drag queen who has a rival named a rival 10 year old drag queen. Remember we have dueling 10 year old drag Queens enabled by their degenerate moms in 2018. Lactatious rival Desmond is amazing is back with a profile from mashable on Twitter. Uh, and YouTube. Take a look at that. Cause Desmond's in America, mom, right? They're not in Canada. I believe so. Yeah. But uh, I actually don't know. And, um, I love this story because it, it's rumor. It's so it's not a, question of whether it's fact or not but caitlin jenner is rumored to be marrying another tranny who is 50 years his junior that's a rumor we don't know if it's going to happen but the questions that surround this because remember caitlin jenner is now post-op i believe Did we, are we sure about that i'm pretty sure <laughs> so now and, we're going to speculate wildly about how they have sex is that what and now the here? rumor is that he's gonna or that he's gonna marry another male to female transgender person is it gay? Is it, is it lesbian? What, 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 what are we dealing with? Is it straight? Because I think only one of them is post-op. Is it straight? We're just going to so have the, some fun with that. The broad, I, don't, I can't even say that. So the other tranny is yes. pre-op. I believe. But that's speculative too. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't, there's so many questions. We're going to try to answer them. And of course, we will take super chats in between topics. We read 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. We've got the policy, but we've got to keep the Sunday show moving along. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com. If you'd like to take the show on the go with you, you can listen on the audio formats, Apple podcasts, Google play. They're all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Got a um, few uh, housekeeping items, small uh, announcements, small issues of technicality. And of course, listener art to address before we get into um, the bulk of the Iran deal and the North Korea stuff. But First and foremost, of course, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I, I assume my mom is probably listening right Aww. now. If she hasn't been tuned, if she hasn't tuned out because Blonde has enraged her with her oh, no. provocative statements. <laughs> and uh, I know my mom does not listen because she asked me where she can find my podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> I don't think she even so, knows that we videotape it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Interesting. I think she thinks it's audio only. Well, happy, uh, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and the future moms, please. Happy Mother's Day to future moms in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, we won't have a call-in show this week. No call-in show stream on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know how, if you want to 
say why, but we'll just call it personal reasons. Oh, I, and- I haven't seen my man in like, I don't know, 10 months. And he was mobilized a, a whole year ago. And so I'm going to see him um, the day after tomorrow. I'm really excited. And then this. Just say whatever you were going to say. Well, then I can really tell you, I don't care. This is for your fiance. Like when, <laughs> in the Skype chat, this is not my problem. Talk to your fiance. Talk to your fiance. Yeah. 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 That'll be great. I look forward. To, I look forward to the pregnancy more than anybody. I assume. You know, I can't tell yeah. anybody after I get pregnant, which might take a while. Might take a few months. I can't tell anybody for three additional months. So everybody's just going to have to lay, get off my case about it. Oh well, I I will not inquire why, but I was unaware. No, women just generally shouldn't. It's, should it's not a good months. idea because of. There's a high miscarriage rate sure. in the very early trimesters and everything. So the general rule of thumb is wait three months to tell your friends and family. Gotcha. And the internet. <laughs> now, uh, the other factor too, a lot of people have been annoyed, rightfully so. I understand the nuisance. I understand the inconvenience. Yeah. YouTube has been having some kind of processing issue whereby the start of our show gets chopped off after we're done streaming, if you watch it later. And it's anything over two hours. So the, the stream gets like capped at two hours. You miss the intro. You miss this talk that we're doing right now. And normally that would happen previously. And then YouTube would process and it would take an hour or two and it'd be fine. Yep. Lately, it's been taking up to like days for this to happen. Yeah, like several days. So I've been in touch with YouTube and said, what's the deal? Can you help me fix this? Or what, what can we do? Uh, YouTube said that they were going to be, they were investigating my video specifically and that they were going to um, email me back with their findings. Yeah. And this was last Tuesday, because everyone was complaining about last week's stream. I did get a response from Team YouTube. Uh, they did say the following about our stream. So I think- Glad uh, I we think, cleared that up. I think we might be in good shape for this week's. Uh, I apologize. Mm. Ugh, my computer's being, stu- go away. My computer's like, hey, it's time for a Windows update. Is now a good time? No. No, no it's not. I swear to God, if you automatically restart now, <laughs> put a bullet in that PC it's right It's like there. the old days where one of us dropped out every episode. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but this YouTube thing's really annoying because we always go, I don't know, about 10 minutes over two hours, and then it cuts off the intro. And we I know, can't and really I, control too much how much we get into certain topics. I don't want to yeah. dictate our show. I don't want to be like, I don't want to go over two hours. Yeah, and I don't want to bring less content to fit right. this stupid. And the annoying thing with YouTube is like, I get it. You have pro- I can't expect processing to be instant, but one, the problem didn't exist before. And two, the 90% of the listens the show is going to get occur within that 48-hour yeah. window. So, uh, you know, we're doing the best we can. It's out of my control, unfortunately. I'm trying to be in touch with the people who might be able to give me some insight. But for now, we just have to deal. So I'm sorry about that. And it bums me out because I love doing the intros and I like setting the tone for the show. But, mm-hmm. you know, for now, we'll hopefully just hope that YouTube will fix it. Uh, on to the artwork. It's been a great week for art. <laughs> so you and I have a, uh, well, is there one person, in, one female in the world that we both agree is attractive? I don't know. It's like we... Have, yeah, Sophie Turner. Just joking. Well, she's. I'm not saying she's unattractive. Just, I've heard just, you call her like a pointy. She's pointy. Face. Yeah. Whatever. She's no Arya Stark. <laughs> Who is Arya? Is the hotter of the two? Arya is not the hottest chick in the world. We have dip, spent more time debating this specific topic than anything else on our show. I swear to God. I thought that Daisy Ridley would be an uncontroversial opinion about attractive women. And we, of course, don't agree on that because you say that she's what? As the artwork here from listener Trim shows, she's 
Ninety percent forehead, ten percent teeth. Oh my god, it's so true. That is, that is exactly it. Yes, she's very unattractive. I just now, it's, and then I think your face is is particularly. Hilarious. I I disagree with the premise of this art, but I appreciate its style and the hard work that was put into it. I think it's very good. I think it's very funny. I can't um I can't deny that the caricatures are identifiably everybody involved. So that's that's fun. Your but, soiling grin, that is so funny. And the tongue is just, that's a, <laughs> it's just a large, thirsty tongue. I just. I love everything about this. This is hilarious. This is the best artwork we've ever gotten. <laughs> it's, uh, it, that was good stuff. Thank you, Chim. It, um, uh... it produced a reaction. It produced a laugh, which it was designed to do. Although any guy who says Daisy Ridley is unattractive, come on, come on. Let's be honest. I stand by my original statement about her forehead and tooth ratio. <laughs> Fair enough. We got to keep it moving along. We got uh, art from Rich, who's been doing those alternative reality bits for us for so long. But this week, we just have a movie promo for Sleepless in Seattle 2. Um, Fuhrer with a shotgun is what it says. Zero to execution. And I like that it's got my angry face, the lactation face. Yeah, you must have searched for a while to get the right expression. Or maybe you do that more a show than I realized. I do. It's when I'm like speechless so angry that i'm speechless yeah we'll check back during the desmond segment later tonight oh, and see if it's it. reproduced uh i got some um oh this one <laughs> did i forget to put the uh i might have forgot to put this in the notes oh no i did i did this is the one from tom remember previously he did that artwork of ben and i on out magazine yeah, the, yeah. ben and i is like a romantic couple well of course yeah uh, ben shapiro of course uh of course ben and i have been had a rocky relationship lately <laughs> so it's it's on, it's in trouble does short height equal white knight? <laughs> Why are you so tired of, um, I can't, I, I made this too small. What does this actually say? I, uh, I want to read all these cause they were really good. Why are you so tired of tasting those matzo balls? <laughs> Three major signs. You're overspinning his dreidel. Help. My fiance is cucked and how to break it off with the Trump and dump. He accidentally called me Alex dot, dot, dot in the bedroom. Wow! Ooh. Thank you, Tom. That's good. That's good. Uh, then we got um, we got some more pieces from listener Travis. Uh, a, a couple play a little play on the um, Stephen Crowder changed my mind bit. I have never uh, seen my own head on a man's body, especially Stephen Crowder's, Crowder's body. body. Yeah. yeah, women shouldn't have the right to vote. Changed my mind. Now there was a second portrayal here in which I'm sitting at the table with you, but we all know that I'm a cock on the issue of women's suffrage, so. <laughs> So I'm alone on this Why, one. Yeah, I have to disagree with this premise. I should be trying to to convince you, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, people people often ask me if I say that satirically, but um, I'm I'm being totally serious when I talk about repealing. <laughs> Maybe we should have a serious discussion on it at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, no, 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 I just I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Thanks, Travis. We appreciate. For it. the record, I fully support the Nineteenth Amendment. Da 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 da. Yeah. Just blah, so you know, blah, blah. just so you know, hit piece writers. Maybe I don't. Just write a hit piece about me. Say I don't support yeah, this. Yeah, really. The Are you listening, women. Jared Holt? Yeah, I, I have questions about it. I, I'm having, I'm having my doubts. Uh, and then the, he sent uh, Trekkie in the Chad, which, which I appreciated as well. So, and that's also from Travis. Oh yikes! L- lastly, before we uh, move it along here, uh, just a mug from listener Rachel Jane. Got a mug from the mug shop. And the shirt shop looks great. Thank you for supporting the show. And, and uh, she has a very hot upper face. 
It is, yeah. yeah. I'm, it makes me interested to know what the lower half looks like. I'm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hopefully we don't have the Daisy Ridley situation going on, but I think this chick is a fox. <laughs> it makes me happy to know that we have like really beautiful female listeners. If you need female listeners, I'm like, yes. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you. Um, thank you, Rachel. And if you're interested in some of the, the show merchandise, that's linked in the description for you. Um, two more items before we move in. So you went to see... Jordan Peterson in Seattle this week. I just wanted a quick recap of, of what that was like. I did. Um, one of our patrons had an extra ticket. And so I got to meet up with him, which was super fun. We had a, we had a great time. And then um, Dave Rubin actually opened for JP and he was really funny and it was great to see him again. And Jordan Peterson at first, you know, it was a little meandering. I was like, oh no, because we're going to mm. get Jordan Peterson two hours of stream of consciousness, which is kind of what we got. But I, I drew a lot from um, the lecture. I'm really happy that I went. And then afterwards, I had to meet up with some patrons. And so that was uh, really great. I'm just really glad I got to go. We actually investigated and we were going to try to get tickets, but it was prohibitively expensive, like immediately after they went on sale. So I didn't think I was going to be able to go. So thank my patrons for that. Um, and I will also be at Owen Benjamin on June 4th. So if I have any mm. patrons that are going to that in Bellevue, um, just shoot me an email. And I think we're going to meet up at some Irish pub. Well, I'll, where I'll be drinking Shirley Temple's. <laughs> like, oh, like yeah, a yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Awesome. So it was good. I'm, I'm glad I went. Well, cool. Yeah. Everybody that I've heard of who's attended the event has had good things to say. And, and I saw you put it in the notes too. The same thing I've heard from everybody, everybody, no protesters. I'm really yeah, surprised. The security by that. was great. They like, they, dug around my purse. They um, had a metal detector for every single person. You had to hold your arms out and there was just not a peep, no protesters outside, nothing. And there were, I think 1500 people there. Wow. Well, a good, line good. all the way around the block in Seattle. Yeah. I was so proud. The, uh, the last story that I want to mention, cause it doesn't really fit into tonight's show, but it was so silly that I just wanted to uh, go through it really quick. I love this story. School bus driver accused of texting, searching for your mama jokes while behind the wheel. Did you catch this? So this is out of uh, Anoka County, Minnesota. <laughs> a school bus driver is facing 15 separate charges, including reckless driving Ooh. and other traffic offenses. After a parent complained, a mom complained about her distracted driving. According to a recording taken on the bus in February, this bus driver was not wearing a seatbelt, swerving throughout traffic lanes, allowing children to move freely about the bus, sharing details of her personal life with students, including an inappropriate life lesson in quotations containing profanities video also showed the bus driver texting while driving and looking up quote your mama jokes oh, no. on her phone she then handed the cell phone to a student to read the yo mama jokes aloud <laughs> over the bus intercom system <laughs> all i have to say is thanks to that mom for narking you ruined everything it's like that mom we heard on the call-in show who oh, ruined yeah, the boy scouts because the they were swinging you ruined the whole thing. That sounds like the best bus to ride ever. I wish I Everyone could have ridden that bus driver. I wish, I wish I could have ridden that bus hearing this, this lady tell you profane life lessons and letting you read your mama jokes over the intercom. Oh, geez. Hmm. No word oh, yet on now. I don't know. I don't know what sort of, uh, what sort of punishment she faces for her, her crimes. If they rise to the criminal level. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, just a funny story. Any, and onto the onto the seriousness onto got to reset because now I'm in serious international relations mode. Yeah, we'll talk uh, Trump and, and the Iran deal. I didn't and and Iran really and talk about this. Israel fighting because yeah. we got like a it's not war at this point, but we got like missile fights going on between um, between Iran and uh, and Israel. So 
really quick factual uh, recap. On Tuesday, Trump announced that the Obama administration's executive deal on the Iranian nuclear program is no more from the U.S. perspective. Canceled from the U.S. perspective, withdrawing. We're not participating anymore. So you'll recall this deal was originally reached in 2015 between Iran and the U.S., the U.K., France, China, Russia, and Germany. Iran agreed to limit its nuclear activities and allow international inspectors in uh, to inspect and, and make sure they're, they're following the terms of the deal and not developing weapons in return for lifting economic sanctions. So the this was an interesting point because I, I've always uh, been under the impression that we just like gave Iran a bunch of right. money for this. So mm-hmm. I was looking at this earlier. It's not it's not accurate to say we just gave them a pile of Correct. money. So when you hear about the financial exchanges of this deals uh, of this deal, uh, estimates for the value of the lifted sanctions are $150 billion because these were frozen Irani- uh, Iranian assets that were freed up after the lifting of the sanctions. So it's Iranian assets that Iran can now access. It's not right. giving them a bunch of money. And, and there was a smaller sum too. The U.S. also gave Iran $1.8 billion in cash. You'll hear that reference frequently. That was to resolve. That was a, a term of the deal to resolve an arms contract between the U.S. and Iran that predated the Iranian Revolution in 1979. Um, Iran paid for military equipment, and we never delivered it. So we're giving Iran Iranian money back. Is, I uh, guess is, we should start. I mean, what did you think about this when it happened in 2015? I actually didn't have a huge opinion of it at the time. I I, I don't remember following it super closely. I mean, I remember shitting all over Obama and I was so appalled and I was talking about how he was acting unilaterally and this was overreaching and every, I remember being like really pissed off about it. But then once I started learning about it, you know, these last few months, um, I, I am in a different place now, I will say. Wow. What is going on now? You're going to start to be soft on Obama too. I, no, I will say bad. this. I mean, yeah. he was, a, he was a Muslim sympathizer. Hmm. So but there are some things that I, I just I just hated on him for really hardcore that now I just I just view differently. And this happens to be one of the things. Yeah, um, I think uh, I think it's fair to say that. In to, to summarize my opinion before we go through all the facts, like I am not opposed to. To walking away from this deal, I don't necessarily think it's a great idea to try to I don't know if you're going to. Um, reduce Iran's nuclear potential by buddying up to them and just trying to be their friends and that sort of thing. I'm not convinced this deal is a great deal, nor am I happy about how it came to be. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Executive action deals in this way are, are not the greatest thing either. But, um, but I, so I would support maybe walking away from it, but what we're doing now is walking away from it under the pretense of going back with harsher terms. Uh, uh, we're not walking away to stop meddling in these affairs. We're walking away to meddle more later, but I want to explain exactly how, how how we get to that. And I used to believe that it was our responsibility to police other countries, nuclear arsenals. But now I I view that differently too. It's, it's Hmm. like if you're stationed in that region and you're surrounded by enemies, don't you have the right to have a nuclear arsenal? Like as, as a defense mechanism, we act like these people Interesting question. are just going to indiscriminately blow up other countries. We, we have to stop thinking about it in that way. I mean, th- I talked about this before, but this is why people own a gun. They, you don't own a gun so you can shoot people. It's mostly so you can defend yourself in case somebody hmm. comes after you. And I feel that way about nuclear weapons now, which I didn't, you know, when this happened a few years ago. Before we get into the bulk of um, opinion forming, I want to go through. So I want to go through what Trump had to say, Iran's reaction, and then I want to summarize because 
for somebody who's not super well versed in this, I had to read some competing opinions today. I read Guy Benson over at Town Hall, who's in favor of of Trump's move. I read a couple of pieces over at Vox that are in opposition to the move, and um, and I thought the information that was revealed in those. Uh, competing pieces was helpful. So first, let's listen to what the president had to say uh, uh, about withdrawing from the deal. So here's President Trump on uh, with that statement. In theory, the so-called Iran deal was supposed to protect the United States and our allies from the lunacy of an Iranian nuclear bomb. In fact, the deal allowed Iran to continue enriching uranium and, over time, reach the brink of a nuclear breakout. The deal lifted crippling economic sanctions on Iran in exchange for very weak limits on the regime's nuclear activity. In other words, at the point when the United States had maximum leverage, this disastrous deal gave this regime many billions of dollars, some of it in actual cash. A great embarrassment to me as a citizen and to all citizens of the United States. At the heart of the Iran deal was a giant fiction that a murderous regime desired only a peaceful nuclear energy program. Today, we have definitive proof that this Iranian promise was a lie. Last week, Israel published intelligence documents long concealed by Iran, conclusively showing the Iranians' regime and its history of pursuing nuclear weapons. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. We will not allow American cities to be threatened with destruction, and we will not allow a regime the chance death to America to gain access to the most deadly weapons on Earth. As we exit the Iran deal, we will be working with our allies to find a real, comprehensive, and lasting solution to the Iranian nuclear threat. In the meantime, powerful sanctions will go into full effect. If the regime continues its nuclear aspirations, it will have bigger problems than it has ever had before. Okay. Now I want to, did you have something to say about that? Well, in the beginning of that speech, he talks about um, Iranian aggression, sorry, Caesar's army, um, (laughs) aggression towards Syria. And it's like, like, when I heard him say that, I was like, are you serious? Seriously? It's just amazing that he, he can take that stance, all things considered. What were you going to say? As, uh, uh, your criticism being, why would that be of U.S. concern or what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I want to I go through these competing pieces because I, I want to characterize the opposing viewpoints on this as fairly as possible because, again, I'm not an expert on these things. I really had to read these and think critically about some of the claims to figure out where I stand on this. But this is Guy Benson over at Town Hall. I thought this was a pretty good piece. But here's a summary of his argument in favor of, of Trump's move. Um, the deal as it existed... We heard Trump speak to this a little bit. The deal as it existed, Guy Benson said, uh, cleared the way for Iran to develop nuclear arms anyhow. So it wasn't particularly effective uh, in his viewpoint. The deal restrictions automatically expired after between 10 and 15 years, uh, during which time Iran is permitted to enrich uranium, utilize advanced centrifuges, and continue research and development. Even if fully compliant, uh, Iran, uh, if, if Iran were fully compliant, the deal would only delay Iran's nuclear ambitions. It would not prevent them. Um, 
His claim, too, is Iran is violating the deal. I've heard a lot of people making this claim, and I, I really wanted to understand on what basis they say Iran was violating the deal. So the deal, um, the deal says Iran has to be 100% transparent about its nuclear activity and history. And that history part is key to the argument here because this relates to that intelligence that Israeli spies recovered. You heard Trump speak to this. What Israeli spies learned is that uh, they recovered documents, including videos, blueprints, designs for nuclear weapons compiled between 1999 and 2003. These plans, although they were, you know, uh, at the time, 15 years old when this was negotiated, they were not disclosed to the to U.S. and allies at the time, nor have they been since. So that would be a violation of the deal in terms of transparency. But I'm a little bit unsatisfied with this argument because it's not evidence of iran developing a weapon now it's yeah it's 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 kind of a ticky tack technicality saying well you had plans a decade and a half ago that you didn't tell us about okay i i I can believe that could be a good faith mistake i i I can or even if it's not it's something that happened a decade and a half ago it's not it's not the totality of their compliance which we'll talk about in a second but to me it looks like they were largely compliant and uniformly completely compliant on basically all the important stuff. At least in terms of um, nuclear development in practice, as opposed to having plans in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying this is okay. They agreed to terms that they did breach. I just don't know that these are the crucial terms that we should really be caring about. I think this is more of a technicality than something that is a substantive violation. In any case, um, he also, uh, Guy Benson speaks to what we were talking about earlier, which is the, the executive action here. Obama chose not to pursue this deal as a formal treaty. He instead did it by executive action. A treaty would have required a two-thirds vote in the Senate, um, would not have been just easily eliminated by Trump in this way. If you want to get, get stuff done by executive action, I don't think you can really get mad um, when it's undone by executive action. I think that is a, a point that people mad at Trump for repealing this uh, on abrupt terms have to acknowledge. Um, it doesn't mean that it's a good decision, but it means that you shouldn't complain about that process because you've set the precedent for that process. Okay, there's a couple cases from um, or a couple pieces from Vox that offer a competing um, perspective about why they believe this is not a good move. So this is where it was confusing because I read Guy Benson and, and Guy Benson is saying, "Well, Iran was violating the deal," and then you go over to Vox and Vox is saying Iran was complying with the deal. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to you have to ask the question of violating on what terms, complying on what terms? Because the mm-hmm. truth is there there's violation and compliance. It's just which do you prioritize more? Um, so so what Vox says um, is that the deal wasn't violated. The deal isn't rotten. Iran has dismantled a huge portion of its nuclear program and given international inspectors international inspectors wide latitude to make sure Iran isn't cheating. Iran is further from a nuclear weapon today than it was when the deal was agreed to, says this author over at Vox. They also have a breakdown of the um, of the evidence about, um, or at least uh, what we understand is in terms of Iran complying with the substantive aspects of the deal. Evidence says Iran is complying on limits to uranium enrichment, uh, centrifuge limits, plutonium enrichment restrictions, and complying with inspectors. Uh, They also make the point, does Vox, that the U.S. leaving the deal doesn't necessarily mean the deal is dead. The rest of the deal makers may agree to keep sanctions off, uh, being um, our allies in Europe and then China and Russia as well. 
and Iran may uh, agree to end the. Uh, may agree to maintain their end of the deal in exchange for that too. So this deal could stay in place independent of U.S. actions. And it sounds like based on some of the language coming out of Iran that they might actually do that. Uh, also notes Vox, uh, leaving the deal abruptly and unilaterally creates a difficult spot for American, America's allies. Quote, Trump took a major geopolitical flashpoint that had been contained and blew it wide open. So, um, I, that's that's the best explanation I can give in terms of were they complying with the deal? Were they violating the deal? Where do you stand on that? I, to me, the violation is not as strong of a case as I thought it was. I was expecting stronger evidence because one, you have to believe the Israeli intelligence officials. As far as I'm aware, we can't actually look at this evidence. So you have to take their word for it. And I'm a little bit hesitant to do that because Israel and Iran are not friends. They <laughs> Breaking news they have a bias in this case. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm skeptical to just believe that um, information at face value. But secondly, even if we do believe it at face value, it's not the most damning thing in the world. It's plans that are a decade and a half old that were not previously, um, or that were not previously revealed, but we don't have reason to believe these plans are being acted upon today. Yet, right. at least, at least on information that I've seen. And a big criticism I had of Trump is that he didn't have something better in place. Like you said, if he was just abandoning this, uh, we would probably be taking a different, a, a, you know, we'd be looking at this a little bit differently, have a different perspective. Um, but he has nothing else in his plan. I mean, what he is he going to do? Yeah, I mean, we heard him say we're going to renegotiate something much harsher. But what if they just refuse to, to negotiate? And it was interesting that he said we're going to go back to our allies and work with them to do this. But it's right. That's another problem I have with this is in the process, you've pissed everyone off. Not just uh, the other clip I forgot to play, which is vital. Uh, of course, you've pissed off Iran, but you've also pissed off your allies who are working with you on this as well and put them in a tough spot. This was the clip that was mandatory out of Iran because the Iranian reaction in parliament is burning an American flag or a paper representation of the American flag and chanting death to America. <laughs> And that's a big flame. Like that's, I'd, I'd be worried about safety concerns with that big of a flame falling to the ground like that. So, that uh, this, this is why I say I'm not entirely opposed to walking away from this deal because I don't think that they decided death to death to America the second we walked away from this deal. It's not like we made the deal in 2015 and they said, "Oh, America's cool now." All right, yeah. not death to America, but. The other side of this is, look, I'm not ever going to say that's justified. That's garbage. What we just witnessed is garbage. But I can understand the frustration that leads to it. I can understand the dissatisfaction with negotiating a deal and just having it pulled away um, without, any, without any type of effort to, to negotiate something else or without, without, I don't know, just somebody flipping the table and walking away. It's basically what we just saw. Yeah. There were the only other pieces I want to cover before we get more into opinions on this. There has been this this uh, military conflict between Iran and Israel now. So, um, this the facts around this case are a little bit murky, but um, but what happened is Israel's military says its position in the Golan Heights were attacked. Uh, positions in the Golan Heights were attacked by Iranian rockets on Thursday. 
So some 20 uh, something rockets or roughly 20 rockets were allegedly shot from Iranian forces toward Israeli forces. Um, if the attack, if confirmed, would mark the first time Iran has fired rockets in a direct strike on Israeli forces. Uh, several, but not all of the rockets were intercepted by Israeli defenses, so they were shot down. No huh. casualties. Nobody got hurt. Iran is saying that this is not a thing, that they claim that this was fabricated and baseless, that, they, that it didn't happen, or that if it did, that they were not behind it. Um, in any case, Israel strikes back. Israel uh, hit, hit back much, much harder. In response, Israeli warplanes destroyed nearly all of Iran's military infrastructure in Syria. This according to um, an official within the Israeli government. Uh, Israel said its response struck a severe blow to Iran's military capacity in Syria. In a statement, the military said the targets included what it described as Iranian intelligence sites, a logistics headquarters, military compounds, munition storage warehouses, intelligence systems associated with those forces, and military posts and munitions in the buffer zone between the Syrian Golan Heights and the Israeli-occupied portion. 23 people died in the Israeli response. So you mean the reaction was considerably worse? In this purported attack that is uh, in terms really of, only been in terms of effect Israel, right in terms of effect yeah so we the, the claim as far as i understand the claim about the source being iranian missiles fired at israeli defense or at israeli positions is the israeli government that's the source i'm gonna need more confirmation than that that's what we have to work with but it, it but they're I don't know. It, 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 there are disputes about this, I suppose. Not, not everybody involved agrees that that's what happened. But that's what we're dealing with here. We're not at a full-fledged war between Iran and Syria, but we're at some kind of skirmish. Now, did you want to... Uh, you've got a lot of notes in here about your take on the general uh, Iranian... Uh, walking away from the Iran deal here, and so do I. So did you want to go first, or...? I mean, I guess we can just kind of have a little a little chat about it. I I'm worried about Bolton. I mean, we all saw what he did in Iraq. Um, that makes me concerned. The cabinet makes me concerned. This seems like it might be some Middle Eastern meddling, some warmongering. It's got, it's got a warmongering element to it. And I'm really worried about that. I mean, this is not what we voted for Trump for, but he has a lot of support. Um, I'm looking at the live chat right now. I mean, it looks like about 80% support for this decision. Yeah, and I, I can... I can get on board with some parts of it. I'll speak to that more when I, when I go. Or, or did you have more to say? Go ahead. So I'm not saying that I oppose keeping the deal in place, at it, or that I am in favor of keeping the deal in place as it exists. That's not necessarily my position. Because um, I could agree to withdrawing from the, the deal if the idea in general was less meddling in the Middle East generally. Like I would, I would be in favor of that right. general goal. But that's not, that's not necessarily the yeah. idea here. And as Trump said in his statement um the idea here is withdrawing from the deal in order to meddle more and more harshly and as i mentioned i think the evidence for violation of the deal is is weaker than i originally um expected i, I think the case is weaker there uh it's technical stuff from 15 years ago it's not weapon development today um so even if we are withdrawing and again i would if, if i were handling this i that's probably what i would like to see is I, I would like to see less involvement in this sorts of thing in this sort of thing. Let's get out of these sorts of entanglements. 
If we're doing that, I think it probably could have been done more carefully so as not to piss off both Iran and our allies, which seems to have been a, an effect here. That doesn't mean that they're wrong or that they're right and we're wrong, but sometimes that's strategically advantageous not to make people really, really mad at you all the time. Um, none of this, again, means that I'm in favor of keeping the deal in place, but I, I'd like to see less Middle, East, uh, Middle Eastern involvement, not more. I think this is scrapping Middle Eastern involvement for different Middle Eastern involvement. Uh, we're just going to end up in some sort of similar entanglement. We're going to go to another place and try to impose a bunch of rules, impose a bunch of our own, our own um, mandates upon people that I'm not optimistic for that sort of thing to work out. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get out of the Middle East, not keep meddling in the Middle East. I'm not East. saying we should trust Iran by any stretch of the imagination, but why should anybody trust us? Look at what happened in Libya. Hmm. We're like, oh, well, we'll take care of things if you just, if you just don't have any defense. I mean, we, we clearly can't be trusted. We've made horrible foreign policy decisions, especially in the Middle East. Yeah. Well, there is something to be said there because... Trump's point is, look, Iran backs terrorist attacks. And there is truth to that to the extent they've, they've either attacked or supported attacks of American service members overseas or American uh, resources or bases or anything but like that. what about on American soil? That is a key question. And I do think when we're talking about terrorist attacks, it doesn't mean that Iran is justified in doing what, it, what it's linked to, to doing. But I do think there is a distinction between attacking Americans overseas and like 9-11, for example. Right, right. It doesn't make that doesn't make it right overseas. It's not a right and wrong question. I just to <laughs> say that a nine eleven terrorist attack is the same thing as as uh, as an attack in a war zone in which we are a party to that war. I, I just don't know that those are the exact same thing. So I, I'm wary of lumping those things together. Mm -hmm. And you know, Trump Trump said too, we're not going to allow Iran to pose a, a risk to an, to American cities. And I agree. I don't want any risk to American cities. But but, but he's also asking us to blindly trust israel why should we do that too to trust their intelligence why should we do that well that part of the case i'm that part of the case is weaker than i thought it was that part of the case kind of bugs well, me. i'm not Unless really I'm clear missing on something. why they would attack golan heights i don't know what the militaristic importance of this region is maybe i just don't know but i i'm just not like i'm just not really seeing these dots being connected in the way that i thought they were before i started researching this and then i became much more skeptical hmm. So I don't know. It's possible. I will say too, it's possible. It's entirely possible. There's information that we're missing. I'm not, I'm tongue in cheek saying these things, but I'm also serious. This is not something I have a super sophisticated understanding of. I do the best I can with it, but perhaps um, if, you know, to the extent the, the chatters may have the more pro Trumpian opinion and I'm not anti-Trump on this. I mean, necessarily, they're mostly, but... uh, mostly furious. It's looking like. Oh yeah. They're real <laughs> yeah. mad. Good. We've yeah. done our job then. Yeah. But yeah, if there's information that I'm missing, I'd, I'd definitely like to, to know. Um, if, if there's something that changes, if there's a piece of information that's key to understanding this scenario, but, but, um, I don't know. I, that's, that's, that's my position and I'm sticking to it. If you want to stop meddling in the, in the middle East, stop meddling in the middle East. Let's go with that. Yep. Should we move to a lighter topic? You want to talk about North Korea? This actually is well, a lighter topic. This so. is going to be another dense topic. So we might need a break. Um, sure. We got tons of super chats. Sure. All right. Make sure this is the right show. Yeah. Um, Michael Schlecht. Tonight it looks like I'm the Josh and Jess of Super Chat. Movie talk. <laughs> sure. what are, what's y'all's um, favorite Quentin Tarantino film? He's so hit or miss for me, but um, I did love Kill Bill, the first one. 
I remember going and watch, watching Grindhouse, the double feature in theaters and having a fun time at that. I didn't see I'm that trying one. to think. I actually hated, um, one movie I couldn't finish was um, Inglorious Bastards. I felt really weird about that. It was just, a weird one. Like, I uh, didn't like Mike it. Myers and Old Face, too. It was also these two and a half, three hour long movies. It better be yeah. a documentary if I'm going to watch three hours. Um, oh, uh, I really like Django Unchained, though. I thought that was a good one. Oh, I liked, Pulp Fiction. Uh, I forgot about that one. You have to be, you have to, you, Tarantino, and I haven't seen everything, but you have to appreciate gratuitous violence. And yeah, mostly yeah. I do. So, yeah. Oh, and More Jackie Brown, misses. too. I love yeah. Jackie Brown. Um, hated Reservoir Dogs. That was one of my least favorite Quentin Tarantino movies. Uh, um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Jordan Butow, Blonde, Thursday's crowd at Jordan Peterson hopefully gave you a tiny sliver of hope that they're, in fact, sane people in Seattle. Yes, I did meet a lot of really nice people. That was lovely. We and exist. you told me that people people asked you about your disease. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> a few people asked me about it. They're like, how's, how's your disease going? I'm like, <laughs> my sister has Blonde's disease. I'm like, yeah, it's... It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, we exist. P.S. Good luck getting knocked up. Thank you, Jordan. We appreciate it. Uh, far too hard. The only good thing. Ooh, shoot. The only good thing about a Quentin Tarantino movie is it keeps him from being a serial killer. He does have that criminal head shape, doesn't he? Do you ever see that um, video of Quentin Tarantino being harassed by like a paparazzi guy or something? Like somebody familiar. following him around trying to pick, take pictures. He just gets in the guy's face and makes him BTFO. I mean, it's a, it's a good clip. I kind of understand this, these celebrities that go totally insane. It would be maddening to be followed. Oh by yeah. Paparazzi. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd get sick of it really quickly. Um, judge lot. No, no. Thank you very much. Gabriel Lopez. Andy is back to faggotry. Sad days. Thank oh no. <laughs> uh, I don't actually don't know what's going on in his channel. Uh, Charlene, yeah, I don't know. Uh, give Martin the wrench. I think, Martin, uh, I don't know who Martin is. is. Martin, Martin has a wrench. I think. Is he, a, is he a mod? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't have that authority. Only only the man has. That You'll authority. have to email me and make your case. I do I'm have afraid. blocking authority, which I use all the time. Because you are yourself a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah. Um, Steel Rain, despite feminists, I would like to wish all the dads out there a happy motherfuckers day. Thank you, Steel Rain. Hmm. Bilbert 53 Rogers, some more shekels for the best low down, no good money grabbers on YouTube. Thanks for all you do and blessings as you continue to use your talents for good. Don't you mean no good? <laughs> sure. Thank you for supporting the show. Everyday skeptic Matt, the female protester from your Ruben video. Oh, it was insufferable. That insufferable <laughs> video points yeah. to the correlation between hate speech and hate violence. The link between ideas and violence is important. See Islam. She's wrong, but take the argument at its strongest. Interesting. Thank you, everyday skeptic. Sure. Uh, ideas and violence are not the same thing. No, indeed. They're um, not. And the and the the, the the key, the reason it's key to make that distinction is because if you link them inextricably, as she does, all of a sudden violence becomes a justifiable, justifiable response to words and ideas. That's, I think, why they do it. But, but yeah. Uh, Sean Cousins, if CNN didn't report it, it never happened. So Schneiderman, women, uh, is innocent and Australian is fine. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I, I am actually struggling with how I, I Schneiderman, I will speak to it later, but I, I'm not a fan of Schneiderman politically, but he deserves the same presumption of innocence as anybody. So the thing I'm struggling with is how much is the resignation circumstantial evidence of guilt? That's uh, yeah, I would say if we're going to be consistent, philosophically consistent, then it's not really at all. Um, hmm. And I will say that one of the women, I believe the one who said that she um, was made to act like a slave, I think that that was the one to say, like talking about yeah, her skin yeah. color. And, she like, yeah. dated him and like went back to him 
repeatedly. At least mm. one of the women did. And I didn't so know that. If if there's like some weird sex play and it's consensual, then you know. But this is just the male feminist thing. How many times do they you really end dug up? yourself a hole on this one? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, U8Q1TIS. I'm sorry. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Um, can't listen live, but I wanted to say you two provided excellent perspectives and have been very informative. Keep being gay well, Nazis thanks. and have fun. Thank you. Yeah, of course. The uh, gayest do, of Nazis. The gayest, yeah. Do no yeah. rush says, here's my money. Now love me. I'm desperate. Validate me, please. <laughs> please, please love me. We do. We do. I don't have me. any nice sounders that say like, you're very nice and the world values you. That's yeah, what I really. need. I don't have any of those. Why They're do you all, have so um, much hate in your heart? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I only have mean ones. Uh, thank you for that. Big Red Doggy, happy Sunday, guys. Here's 33 shekels for each year I've been around as of today. And yes, having a birthday that happens to be pairing with Mother's Day sucks as much as you may think. Thank you, Big Red Doggy. Happy birthday. Yeah, you're your second fiddle today, I, I guess. Know. Nobody's... Happy birthday. Appreciate your support for the show. And it's been uh, it's been good to get to know you. Too. Yeah, I mean, he's been, been around. It's been good to get to know you. That's the course talking. <laughs> he's been yeah. around since the very, very, like episode yeah, zero. Yeah. He's been around. Um, Boogeyman917, up next, I'm going to talk about how Matt and I once made love. But first, a word about one of our fabulous sponsors, the great <laughs> folks at... Da, da, da. Uh, Helix Sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, Birchgold. outfitted with Bolin branch sheets. <laughs> yeah. That's the mashup meme. If you could meme our super chats combined with Shapiro's advertisers, then you've really hit memeception, I think. AZ Archer, did you guys see that Iran is willing to give up names of U.S. politicians who were bribed to make the Iran deal happen? Matt, I don't hate you for not letting Destiny to keep up the great work. Thank you, AZ Archer. Um, let's get through a few more of these. That's, I hadn't heard that before, though. That's something I'd like to read about. Um, shoot us an email and, so we can source that. Constantine's commentary, the cash was a bad move that didn't benefit us. Unfortunately, we've pushed Iran solidly into China and Russia's arms. The missile fight with Syria responding to years of Israeli bombing and Iran is greater than Saudi. Thank hmm. you, Constantine. Um, Nathan Wood Woodison, blind blonde. I'm a naval officer. Iran is less stable than North Korea. Just take my word for it. The United States is Dr. Frankenstein. Nuclear weapons are our monster. Only we can prevent genocide. Um, just take my word for it. I mean, there's just too much of that going on. I'm going to need more evidence. And then saying Iran is as insane as is less stable than North Korea. That also seems, uh, baseless. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm open to the case. I, I'm open to the case if it can be made, but of course, super chat is not the greatest, uh, the greatest play, the easiest uh, method. Yeah, but to just make take my word for it. No, I'm not just going to take your word for it. You're going to have to provide me with more evidence than one snarky super chat. And I'm sorry. I don't think he's being snarky. Uh, Kami bought five thousand. Thank you for supporting the show. They were, <laughs> they were also supposed to give us uh, soil samples to the U.S. and total transparency. They have not done that. Okay, soil samples, if they were terms of the agreement, if that was a term of the agreement that's being violated, I think that would be more substantive. Um, uh, right, I, than the old, um, the 1993, yeah. what was that, 2003? So that's not information that I'd seen previously, so I will have to check up on that. Because that would, that would be, you know, if you're violating the terms presently, then that is of more concern to me, for sure. Uh, let's do one more uh, Frank Underwood, if Iran comes close to acquire nukes, Israel will drag, drag the U.S. into a war against Iran. That is my concern. Also, that's why the deal is bad and why we should care. In the long run, we need to cut ties with our greatest ally. Um, let's hmm. end on that note and get back to these others in a bit. If you want to get out of the Middle East, get out of the Middle East. <laughs> that's, that's my perspective, as I said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yes, we're, we'll talk uh, North Korean prisoners. Um, well, North Korea generally. So the headline, of course, is that these prisoners um, 
were freed from from North Korea uh, after Mike Pompeo secured their release. Uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo secured their release during a 13-hour visit to North Korea to arrange the upcoming meeting between Trump and Kim Jong-un. So um, they all met uh, with Trump and others at a greeting at Joint Base Andrews in Maryland on Thursday. These three individuals are Kim Dong-chul, Tony Kim, of course, burp break, and Kim Hak-song. Kim Dong-chul is a Virginia businessman. He was sentenced to 10 years hard labor in April 2016, convicting on, convicted in North Korea on spying and other charges. Tony Kim was arrested in April 2017 trying to board a plane to leave North Korea. He had spent a month teaching accounting at a Christian-funded school, Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. Kim Hak-song volunteered at that same school's agricultural research farm. He was arrested in May 2017. He was bo- uh, born in China near the North Korean border, immigrated to the U.S. in the 90s, later returned to China, and eventually moved back to Pyongyang. Uh, and, um, oh, at the tarmac meeting as well, Trump, paid tribute to Otto, Otto Warmbier and his family, saying, quote, I want to pay my warmest respects to the parents of Otto Warmbier, uh, who was a great young man who really suffered. That was important. Now, I'm glad he did that. Yeah. I'm glad he did that, too. And actually, I didn't know that until I saw that buried at the bottom of the New York Times article. So I'm glad I read that through to the end. So good for him. And uh, Trump, we'll get into some of the, the criticism here, which um, bothers me. I'll get into that. I'm annoyed by the need to be harshly critical about everything. But some of the criticism is that Trump has been too much of a showman about this. Not only that it's a distraction, but it's big production quality showmanship, all that sorts of stuff. So Trump posted a, um, a celebratory video to Twitter and it just says on behalf of the American people, welcome home. So we'll take a look at his 32nd, um, so showboaty. I mean, it's well produced. It's almost Hollywood esque. Yes, it's like a it's like a movie production. No, but I mean, if if he would have done one of his number, you know, his, his normal tweets, like this is the greatest foreign policy, you know, triumph. He didn't do yeah. that really. But you know, uh, 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 there are theatrics here. But let's remember what we're looking at. Where you know, and I'm not saying you're making the case against, but just people who are critical. Not we're bad at, theatrical. Well, the videos. The video is well done. I like it. But we're looking at three American citizens who were detained by a rogue state overseas. Mm-hmm. And look, I think that deserves a little, a little pride, theatrics. a little a little fun, a little celebration. So yeah. this was Trump's video. And then we'll just get a little bit more of the scenes of um, and, and some of the speaking at the uh, at the actual tarmac when the plane landed. OK, I take that back. <laughs> the music's too much. <laughs> Have the American people welcome home. The former detainees walking under like. their own power, joining the president for an impromptu news conference. This is a special night for these three really great people, and congratulations on being in this country. Thank you. Mr. Trump inviting one of them, Kim Dong Chul, to speak. How does it feel to be home? Kim answering, it's like a dream, and we are very, very happy. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> my computer's back at me. Countdown to goodness. We're all set for the Windows update scheduled at 8, 10 p.m. No. Would you like to do it now? No, I wouldn't. Go away. <laughs> You're going to ruin my show. I'm trying to be proud to be Americans right now. Jeez, what a terrible time for, for it to be doing that. I already told it to go away and it's back at me again. Anyway, uh, so that's what that looked like. Um, I lost my spot in the notes here. Um, oh, what, what I was leading up to was this. So of course, that's, this, is, this is a moment that I hope we could kind of unify as Americans around, you know, yeah. whether, it's, whether it's this, whether it's killing bin Laden, whether it's things that are like, all right, this is an American achievement. Let's all just have a barbecue and celebrate for yeah. a little bit. This is America. a good thing. America, come on, people. CNN's Didn't that make you proud to be an American? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, that's something everybody should be happy about. Whether you think that Trump, that it was 100% Trump who got it done, or whether you think he had nothing to do with it and it was all everybody else who did it or whatever. Right, and uh, they looked pretty good too. Yes, yeah, they all walked on their own power. That None of them looked injured, which sounds silly to say, but you consider that in juxtaposition to Otto Warmbier, who of course right. was not in walking condition when he arrived. Basically DOA. But um, I did see one of the, uh, I think it was the Kim Dong fellow. I think he was talking about how he had to do tons of hard labor, but when he was sick, they gave him um, a doctor. Hmm. Okay. Which surprised me. I mean, I was, I was shocked by that. Yeah. So CNN does some reporting <laughs> during that, the same night. This is Thursday night, I think. Uh, and they, they, the anchor makes the case that this is the big distraction from Stormy Daniels and um, <laughs> and Mueller and all that. That this is some kind of if it's not a conspiracy, it's just Trump um, serendipitously benefiting at a time when he could really use something beneficial to distract from his troubles. This is the CNN this is coverage. Donald Trump's is a TV you know TV moment uh, for him. Um, if nothing else, he knows how to get a lot of publicity, how to bleed a lot of drama. You know, Jeff, what is interesting is in the past, like when Donald Trump went to Las Vegas after the, you know, the mass shooting there, he met with the first responders, the, the medical workers, right. um, and that video was quickly turned into a campaign sort of style video which they put out on social media. We saw something similar. We went to you know Texas during the, the hurricanes there. Um, how how soon will it be before we see these images turned around and you know put out on social media by the president as some kind of you know campaign message? I ex I expect uh, before the sun rises you will right. see uh, something like that. It, you know, it's two twenty-six in the morning. The president is there. He knows that this is a feel-good moment. Um, and there, there's some reporting out there that maybe you know Donald Trump believes that this this success in the foreign policy field might be enough. You know to distract attention away from the Robert Mueller investigation into Russia, the, the criminal investigation of his own personal attorney, the, you know, the Stormy Daniels affair. Um, uh, what's sort of thinking there in the White House? What have you heard? There's no question that all of these weighty matters here are indeed uh, giving the president something to focus on. <sighs> these fucking idiots. It's like it hasn't even occurred to them that maybe Americans don't give a shit about Stormy Daniels. Maybe the Mueller investigation is falling apart because they have nothing. They're like, they're, it's just a distraction from these much more important issues that we cover wall to wall 24 seven, even though there's no substance to either of them. So people yep. are losing interest. It's like this shit actually matters. Our relationship with North Korea matters. And it's that's the prisoner is not the only uh, piece of good news. So there's this um, also coming out of uh, North Korea. Trump thanks uh, North Korea for saying it will dismantle nuclear test site ahead of summit. So they are they are planning to um, blow up the tunnels at this nuclear test site, and they're going to invite reporters to come watch it. This will be ahead of the June 12th meeting that is now scheduled with, between Trump and Kim Jong Un in Singapore. Now I've seen some I've seen some 
I'm not fully aware of the specifics of this um, test site. I didn't have a ton of time to read about it. I was listening to Sticks earlier, and he said that this this site had already received a bunch of damage. They basically already blew it up themselves. Right. Yeah. So it's so it it's wasn't not, functional. This was yeah purely symbolic. But it is at least at bare minimum, it is North Korea saying, eh, we're not going to rebuild it as a good faith gesture. Maybe it's meaningless if it was already destroyed, but that's still better than them having a, uh, a super fancy, high functioning, very efficient weapons testing facility. Right. You know what else I heard stick say, which really uh, brought this home for me. He was talking a lot about how some of this isn't as important as it seems, but it is very important that Kim Jong-un actually went to South Korea. It was the first time he actually left North Korea, went somewhere else, put himself hmm. at risk. And I, I hadn't really thought about that. I was like, that is a, a, a large gesture. So I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, we should trust him or anything like that, but I'm cautiously optimistic about this. Yeah. And uh, and I think you should be. Look, this is, I, I don't want to get overly technical about any of this stuff. I think this is all a major win. I think getting those people home from North Korea is a win. I think some sign of willingness to participate in discussion, Kim Jong-un, I think that's a win. Signs that he's maybe willing to compromise on some of his nuclear development, whether minimally or or something that's more significant. I think that's a win. I don't see any downsides developing here. So mm-hmm. uh, look, if you're if you're wanting for me to be a Trump cheerleader tonight, I will be a Trump cheerleader on the uh, on the North Korea stuff. Everything out of North Korea that I've seen from a layman perspective, for someone who doesn't have a super sophisticated understanding, all looks good to me. Thumbs up. I appreciate what's going on there. Yep. And um, and Trump, of course, is having fun with this. He spoke to all of these issues, um, Iran and um, and 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 uh, the North Korea stuff and a bunch of other stuff in a campaign style rally in Indiana where there's an upcoming Senate race in the fall and all that uh, and some primary races as well. And it was it was vintage campaign Trump. A couple quotes about the, the North Korea stuff from his Indiana rally that I thought were um, were pretty fun. So this is Trump. Um, Talking about what happened with um, or what's developing in the in the North Korea uh, negotiations or plans to negotiate. But at two o'clock in the morning, I had the incredible honor of greeting three brave Americans who had been held in North Korea, and we welcomed them back home the proper way. And on June twelfth, in Singapore, I'll be meeting with Kim Jong Un to pursue a future of peace and security for the world, for the whole world. But do you remember everybody in the fake news where they were saying, he's going to get us into a nuclear war. He's going to get us into a nuclear war. And you know what gets you into nuclear wars? And you know what gets you into other wars? Weakness, weakness. Those hostages came out with respect. We didn't pay for them. We're going to set the table. We're going to make a great deal for the world, for North Korea, for South Korea, for Japan, for China. Look, and I'll be the first to admit to the extent that his philosophy appears to be effective so far in North Korea. Perhaps it'll have the same effectiveness on Iran. And I I hope that is the case. I hope that's exactly what happens. And I, um, unlike a lot of these people, I'm not rooting for the country to fail. You know, doesn't it seem like a lot of these yeah. people in media would want the country to fail such that they can be right? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, like you care, care more about being right than America succeeding. That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I got to give them credit on what's going on in North Korea. And if, if, if the same results um, show on the Iranian stuff, good for him, man. I, that's I mean, that's I why he was Obama elected. 
Sure. I don't, yeah, I don't want this country to fail. I can't imagine anybody, I can't imagine that mindset where it's like, I, I want bad things to happen so I can be right about the political I know, actor I don't I like. That's, that's just, that's insane. Mm -hmm. The, um, there was one, the last piece of, of international affairs information before we hop into the insane Democrats, because <laughs> the I can't wait to get to that segment. They're just, they're, they're off their rocker. Uh, but tell me about, I didn't have a lot of time to read about the ISIS captures. So tell me what's going on there. Um, we'll just quickly go through some facts. Because when I read this, I was like, wow, ISIS is still a thing. I they are, apparently. <laughs> apparently they are. Uh, so five senior ISIS leaders were captured in a joint operation involving U.S. and Iraqi forces. Um, and obviously they've lost almost all the territory they once held in Iraq and Syria. So their confessions were broadcast on Iraqi television. Um, I think it was a few days ago. Uh, the first one to be captured was Ismail al-Ethawi, and hmm. he was a close aide to al-Baghdadi, who has not been captured yet. Um, and they were able to use an app on his phone to lure them across the Syrian border into Iraq, and then they were immediately arrested. Wow. Yeah. They were baited, you say? Yeah. yeah Interesting. Totally. That, that's great. Um, the Iraqi government said information gathered during their interrogations led to an airstrike at claims killed another 40 ISIS terrorists. And so they're still looking for al-Baghdadi, um, but he's believed to still be operating on the border between Syria and Iraq. Hmm. Let's see. We have a quote from CIA and CBS News senior national security contributor Michael Morell. These guys have an understanding of what's happened to ISIS post-caliphate, where the senior leaders are in general, what their plans might be going forward. He also said... He is the main individual al-Baghdadi um, we're after for two reasons. One is his removal will be a symbol of the defeat of ISIS in Iraq and Syria, just the final nail in the coffin. And he is a galvanizing force holding the rest of the group together. So if he went away, it would splinter apart. And I think he's right about that. Um, I was surprised to hear that there were even five leaders left. <laughs> but this is good. It seems like ISIS is um, done for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know that effectively they they hold minimal territory anymore. They're not. They're certainly not the force they once were. And this is another uh, look. It's another feather in the the president's international relations accomplishments cap at this point. Good for him. These are again things to be celebrated. Someone in the live so, chat just said the app was Tinder. Maybe it was Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody was showing some ankle under that burqa on Tinder, right. and they, really they ran right clothes. across that yeah. border. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for the update on that. And um, let's, uh, we, do you think we should take another break? Should we just hop into the Democrats? This is going to be a little um, bit lengthy as well. We one. probably should take a, take a wee let's, break. Let's, let's crank out at least a few. Oh, I've got some allergies. Sorry, mm. guys. Um, Jay Edgar said, did either of you read the deal? It's a bit of a dry read, but it really changed my perspective on the deal and the thoughts on our withdrawal. Washington Post has a post still. I read part of it, um, this Washington Post, I believe this Washington Post article, but um I've not read the, the the actual text of the deal, only only descriptions of it or the you know itemized lists of the terms. Um, thank you for that, Jay Edgar. Next we have Adolf Hogg. I, I shouldn't <laughs> love that name every time. Yeah. One of my good friends is Iranian, and him and his family doesn't trust Iran. They stopped going over there years ago, and now fly out the family that still hmm. lives there instead. That still lives here. Part, instead? part of my struggle with this whole conflict is I just don't know who to believe. There's there's a lot of there is a lot of um, right. take our word for it or sources say that, that sort of stuff. It's I really struggle with who to, who to believe because you got a lot of competing claims. Mm -hmm. So I, I can sympathize. And by no means am I trying to say, oh, yeah, just, just trust what the Iranian government says. Right. Uh, me neither. But I'm at a point in this 
political journey where I just need more information from our own government, from our allies. I just won't take anybody at their word anymore. I just can't. Mm. I've been burned too many times. Um, Redica says, do we need their oil? No. Do we have a leader in the area we can trust? No. Do we need to bomb them into the Stone Age? Yes. Also, we made <laughs> to isolate these countries that we can't trust. Nuke the Middle East, you say? That's, uh, I am willing to hear out the plan. If you got a plan, <laughs> I'm willing to listen. Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my God. What? You got a better idea? Uh, not nuke the Middle East. There's a better <laughs> idea. Stop meddling in these countries' affairs. There won't um, be any more affairs after we're done. Oh, Don't you get on. it? <laughs> You're the real Fuhrer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just trying to be practical. All right. I mean, talk to me two years ago and I probably would have been on board, but yeah. I'm just skeptical now, okay? Is there something wrong <laughs> with being skeptical? Um, Big LC, anything that stops and now the nothing to do with religion to peace nuclear bombing of the week <laughs> from becoming a segment is all right in my book. Thank sure. you for that. I think, and I think we all share that. I, I don't think there's anyone who, well, maybe blonde, I don't know. Do you want Iran to have a nuclear weapon? No, not particularly. Um, but do we have the right to tell countries that they can't? Have I think that's weapon? an interesting question. Uh, yeah, that is an interesting question. I mean, question. we all talked and, about not being the world police. That's what we wanted with this election. And this sound, it sounds a lot like we're trying to continue this world policing. Yeah. And uh, to the point of the people who were in favor of, of leaving the deal into the fashion that Trump did, uh, it is not as though this deal prevented them from any and all nuclear development. In fact, they were continuing nuclear development that's supposed to be for peaceful power purposes, you know. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think we all hope that they don't have, that we don't get the, nothing to do with the religion of peace nuking of the week. Yeah. Hopefully. Although I will make the, the sounder if, if we get to that. God, I hope. <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, Krampus from Kansas. Fuck the EU, especially Germany, since the U S backed out of the Iran deal. Merkel has said they can't only rely on U S defense. It's about time. Those morons overseas put their money where U S lives are. Hmm. Uh, Seagram's gin. One way to test Iran's desire for nuclear power versus weapons. Several nations are close to alt fuel nuke reactors that can't make a bomb. Offer Iran one of these plans. If they say no, they want weapons. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know what the technology looks like, but assuming those premises are true, yeah. The coward Liberius. Libya gave up nuclear development, and then its leader was sodomized to death with a bayonet while his nation burned to the ground. That is exactly true. And there, I've said it a million times in the show, there are open air slave markets in Libya. So, so what is Iran supposed to do? Look at us and be like, they have a great track record with following through in Middle Eastern affairs and nuclear development. Well, I guess maybe the counterpoint is so, so Gaddafi voluntarily disarmed in response to like U.S. might basically is my understanding of it. So maybe a little more strong manning. And that is how manning. he was killed. He was sodomized to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragged like, through the streets. It was a, I mean, he was a shitty guy. He oh, that, was, that's how he died, in fact. They didn't just do it to his body. They actually killed him that yeah, way. Yeah, and then they okay. dragged his body through. The, I've seen I mean, the video. It's like, it still stays with me. To give Trump as much credit as I can here, maybe maybe he's right. Maybe, you know, if you, if you want to avoid nuclear conflict, you do it with strength, not weakness. Maybe that's, I assume that's what he's going for. And maybe if you want him to voluntarily disarm, that's the route you have to take. Maybe Maybe that's what we'll see. Who knows? Um, everyday skeptic, uh, one nuclear weapons. Of Although they don't have nukes currently, at least as far as we know, but you know what I mean? Stop, stop, uh, pursuing them. 
Um, Everyday Skeptic, nuclear weapons have ushered in what historians have called the great peace, the longest peace between two superpowers, or between superpowers, rather. Two, the Golan Heights is the high ground for mounting offensive. Ah, thank you. Um, Judge Locke, can you do anything about the science-based six-pack ads before your vids? It's given me a horrible body image. We have, <laughs> I do see people complain about this all the time, but we have no control what ads play on either of our independent videos or on our No, which is interesting because advertisers have all the control. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason Siebel. But sorry prop, about that. Props to you two for keeping up the good fight. Truth and reason will prevail. Thank you. Um, and Thank you. we're good. I'll circle back for the remaining. Okay. So now we're going to get to the part that everybody can laugh at and we can all agree on, which is no matter what happens with Trump, whether it is great success or horrible failure, the Democrats will be there to ensure a spectacular failure in 2018. And I am now convinced after this week that it is going to happen. Not only will there not be a blue wave in 2018, they might even lose seats. Yeah. They might even lose seats if this week is any indicator. Why? Because if you had to draft the worst platform the Democrats could possibly create, not only to lose voters from who might vote for them otherwise, but to mobilize conservatives, if you really want to get apathetic or complacent conservatives, people who would sit on the couch because they're not really energized, to get to the polls in the fall, in an off year, you could tell them one of two things. One, we're going to take your guns. We already saw that. Two, we also don't believe in borders. Oh, now we're going to see that this week. So, so anyone can come in, anyone can come in and you can't defend yourself. That's basically the platform that we're working with here. And uh, that's just a piece of the pie because I have several clips of Democrats ensuring their own unelectability Duh. in the fall here. So this is a, I hope it's going to be a new bit. This is how Democrats will lose in 2018. Do you know beyond. where you got this Nancy Pelosi graphic? It's great. I just Googled like Nancy Pelosi oh, ugly so face. <laughs> and now a demonstration in how Democrats will miraculously lose in 2018 and beyond. Just win, baby. It's a sports term. It's a warrior sports term. Okay, so our first entry tonight in what is, I think, a five-part piece. Pelosi is speaking with um, reporters at Politico, and she says she's fine with Democrats opposing her. We had Connor Lamb in Pennsylvania and others running on anti-Pelosi messaging. Look, I'll go to Congress and I'll oppose Nancy Pelosi. That's how Democrats win, by opposing Nancy Pelosi. She says she's fine with that, and that she just wants, well, for Democrats, just win, baby. <laughs> Which is so interesting. <laughs> interesting as a political... Um, political mantra like i don't care if you hate me i know i suck just win but she botches the source the sports fans will know the source of this quote does this mean democrats are going to lose necessarily no this is just a fun one that i like and it's nancy pelosi so you're going to lose with her anyway but listen to the quote and i'll explain why it's so ridiculous what are your thoughts on candidate, candidates like Connor Lamb, who arguably won as a result of his opposition to you? I think if they have to do that to win the election, I'm all for winning. So you think it's for winning the election? <laughs> I'm all for winning. What is interesting about uh, Connor Lamb? I mean, the logical conclusion, too, is go away. Like, yeah. I'm all for winning the election, so I'm going away. That would be the smart part. And first of all, we had the superior candidate. Where they come up with their candidates is something. <laughs> they, they wonder that too sometimes. <laughs> I said they wonder that too sometimes. Speaking of which, we'll hear from Hillary next. Great. Where do they come up with their candidates? Says the party that nominated the least electable person in the history of the country. How did this happen? I'm... <laughs> Moore, Sarcone, 
really? I'm okay. You know, I said, you just win, baby. <laughs> so you just, that's your a, thought that's is... That's a sports term. Just win, baby. You, that's a word sports cringe, term. Cringe, cringe. Now, see, let me explain. I'll explain the sports aspect of this. She says, oh, that's a sports term. That's a warrior sports term. Referring to the Golden State Warriors, the basketball team, defending NBA champions yeah. uh, in, in her state of California. That's not where the quote comes from. The quote comes from Al Davis of the Oakland Raiders, an NFL team. Wrong sport, Am wrong I league. To think that she's retarded for this because I, I can't. Trust me, sports fans will know. <laughs> it's a sports term. It's a sports term. It comes from the Warriors. Just win, baby. No, no. But I grant that that is the most um, niche niche slip up that we're going to see here because I, I'll get right to Hillary to say It's not a super you. original quote either. Yeah. Come on. Oh, j- just win, baby. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that's all over Raiders stuff. That's um, if if you're a football fan, you know the Raiders. That's identifiably Raiders. And somebody who's trying to pander on sports based, someone who's trying to do sports based pandering, should know that that is not a Warriors quote. So yeah. she's botching the sports teams in her own state. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk Star Trek. <laughs> That'll make things entertaining. Yeah. If she was okay. trying to pander to Star Trek fans, then maybe I'd be complaining, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It'd be about. like, yeah, talking about Star Trek and saying they're speaking Klangon Shut up. or something. Shut <laughs> Klangon? Press play. <laughs> okay, so Hillary is in Australia, and Hillary's doing her tour to explain why she lost her great excuse tour of 2018 or 2017 or 2016 or however many years this has been going on. Yeah. And she says that a large portion of society is uncomfortable with women in leadership. You pointed to the research about likability in men and likability in women in leadership. But another aspect, I think, is the focus on appearance, you know, just the absolute forensics that get done about what women are wearing and how they look. If you remember um, our current president, when he was running for the Republican nomination, uh, insulted women's looks repeatedly, including the one woman on the stage who was vying for the Republican nomination. And he attacked the women's faces of commentators and interviewers who were asking him things. Now, why did he do that? Other than the fact that he is what he is, but why did he do that? Because it was a way of undermining the women he was insulting. And there is a big audience for that, I regret to tell you. Uh, Isn't insulting anybody a way to undermine them? That's self-evident. Also, you can tell she's wearing a back brace. Proceed. <laughs> I did not notice that, but it is very good posture, I must say. You can see it in some of her more recent photographs, like hmm. the actual brace. It's, hmm. She's actually wearing one, yeah. Uh, that there is still a very large proportion of the population that is uneasy with women in positions of leadership. And so... Don't force your own values onto the large portion of society. Do you think that people are more comfortable with women in leadership roles? Be real. Well, I have some thoughts on this. I want to hear, I want to play out the rest of her quote. It's brief here. The easiest way to kind of avoid having to look at someone on her merits is to dismiss her on her looks. Oh yeah. Cause they didn't do that to Trump ever. I know. They never talked about his small hands, small small hands dick, or his hair face, or his fat body. Yeah. Whatever. They do it to him all the time. Now, um, I'm not saying that there isn't a, that there aren't uh, biases people have in terms of gender roles in leadership and those sorts of things. Here's what I'm saying, though: it, Is this an explanatory factor in why Hillary Clinton is not the president of the United States? No, it's all irrelevant. Um, I'm just saying 
that at, I can I can I can hold that viewpoint and at the same time say that people are innately less comfortable with women in leadership roles. I think for most people, though, and this is speculative, I don't have data on this. So I, if there are polling data that suggests otherwise, I'm open to it. But I think for most people, they would say I'm more than willing to vote for a woman provided she espouses the same values I hold. If I'm voting for a woman, it better be fucking Ann Coulter. Sure, End of list. That's it. I don't think um, I really don't think that uh, there are that many people out there who say if a candidate if I had two candidates, one who shared all my values and one who opposed all my values, one was male and one was female, I'd vote for the man who opposes all my values right. because he's Correct. a man. Yeah. You know, I, I really don't think that's a thing. Yeah, but if I had two candidates, both that shared my values, I'm voting for the man every time. <laughs> every time. And I think that a lot of people, if they're being honest with themselves, would rather see a men in leadership positions. I, that's not a criticism. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Anyway, well, moving on. I'm not saying it's devoid of truth. I'm just saying it's not an explanatory factor. It's not factor a defense, for, yeah. It's not an explanatory factor for Hillary's defeat. Um, and that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're dealing with here anyway. This is where we, we're going to get... I, I tried to arrange these in order of how damning they are. <laughs> or maybe this one should be last, but this was what I was referencing earlier. Keith Ellison proudly doesn't believe in borders. Keith Ellison is walking around, I forget what the event here is in Minnesota, but he's meeting constituents in Minnesota. Check out his shirt. I'm here. Uh, he's got a weak handshake. Okay, remember this is deputy chair of the party. Okay, this is under Tom Perez. This guy, same with the guy who, who called for the gun ban in Congress, second on the policy and steering committee to Pelosi. This guy is deputy chair of the party, walking around wearing a shirt that says, Yo no creo in fronteras. Translated to English from Spanish to say, I don't believe in borders. Oh my fucking God. Yeah, good luck campaigning on that one, dude. What are they <sighs> doing? Have they learned nothing? I, they want to lose, I'm telling you. They're, they're, they're going to lose miraculously here. Here's another example. I love this. This is Pat Davis from, um, from New Mexico. Current Albuquerque City Council member, self-described progressive, running in a six-way contest for a congressional race uh, in, in New Mexico. As I said, no clear frontrunner in that case. He ran an ad that just says, fuck the NRA. This is Pat Davis in New Mexico. Fuck the NRA. Their pro-gun policies have resulted in dead children, dead mothers, and dead fathers. I'm Pat Davis, and I approve this message. Because if Congress won't change our gun laws, we're changing Congress. Not an argument. And okay. also this like boomer trying to be edgy shit is so cringe. Here's an boomer? interesting, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know how old he is, but here's an interesting note about, um, about the ad. So the ad ran on TV at 12:30 PM uncensored with a warning before it, because the station is not allowed to censor political spots. says the station manager, quote, we received a request for airtime from a legitimate federal candidate for office. And according to federal election rules, we are required to give him the same access as his opponents. This, this station by law is not permitted to censor or in any way edit this commercial. So Pat Davis chose not to bleep it and the station couldn't bleep it either. So it aired on TV at 1230 in the afternoon saying, fuck the NRA. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, Anybody that's not conservative is going to care. I'm sure leftists were jazzed about this. I don't know. I don't know that they, I don't know how many votes that actually gains you. I don't think that gains you prized independence, you know? Last piece. 
this is, I don't know how many times we checked this to figure out if it's real. Is it a hoax? Is it parody? Is it, what is this? This is from Next Gen USA, which is a um, progressive uh, climate change political action committee. They ran this ad or they've created this ad. It's on YouTube now called, uh, it's a Mother's Day ad. The premise is a mom talking about her son who has fallen to the Republicans. I thought that this was legitimately from SNL. I had to Google the shit out of it. <laughs> we both had to Google it independently. I mean, it seems like it's a tongue in cheek ad to some degree. Even if it is, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. So this is an ad, this is a mom talking about how her son has allied with the GOP and we need to talk to our children about the GOP from Next Gen USA. I started noticing some issues with him, maybe in middle school. The stealing started out small. Are you laughing at the quote? <laughs> Just go back from where you came maybe from. Middle- his, his, his high school graduation <laughs> quote says, go back to where you came from. I'm surprised that wasn't yours. Was that your high school graduation quote? No, that those were my leftist days. Ah school the stealing started out small a few dollars here and there not from me oddly enough but from less fortunate kids he was never afraid to talk with girls <laughs> but things never really worked out for some reason i worried when he went to college but he came home often i guess he never really learned to do his own laundry <laughs> it wasn't until i met his college buddies that I realized it might be too late. Only a mother can catch the signs early. This Mother's Day, talk to your child about the GOP. I wish I had. Vote them out, says Next Gen America. Now that's not tongue-in-cheek. They're not being tongue-in-cheek about voting Republicans out. That's their sincere position. So I'm confused about what is actually tongue-in-cheek here. Do they believe every Republican is a Tiki Torch uh, Charlottesville guy? Is that I mean, tongue in cheek? It was like a comedic skit. I mean, that was meant to be kind of funny. Was it though? Yeah. Like, was it funny? I mean, she like drinks at the end, you know, he's just the stereotypical. I mean, they made her son seem kind of awesome. I, I know. I'm I like, hear I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the, the point is, if it, if it is tongue in cheek, it is a hybrid of sarcastic or parody points mixed with sincere points. I would like to know what they actually consider to be sincere versus exaggerated comedy. Do you believe that the Republican Party is firmly connected to Charlottesville tiki guys? I mean, I think that a lot of leftists really do believe that. Wow. They believe that Republicans are white supremacists, largely white supremacists. Exactly why they will lose in 2018. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's insane to me because the obvious solution for Democrats is to be more moderate. They would win. They would yes, win. like Connor Lamb. Connor yeah. Lamb gave them the blueprint, which is just yep. be a reasonable guy generally. Like he was he was moderate on guns. I think he was moderate on immigration, if I recall, but I can't remember. Just be like not an extremist and just say like, ah, I don't like Trump. You'll probably win. Right, but their solution to revolt against Trump is to be more entrenched in their own extremism. So now yeah. they're they're openly advocating um, taking our guns and opening the borders. It's like, well, what do you and expect to happen And whether these factors we're identifying are the direct causes or not, the results are showing. Mm-hmm. So the generic congressional ballot has continued to tighten, according to a new CNN poll. And a generic congressional ballot, just how would you vote between a generic Democrat and a generic Republican running for Congress? It used to be like a 15-point spread, or a, it was a large spread only a few weeks or months ago. Now it's 47-44 within the margin of error. And and the the split on whether you think the country would be better off if Democrats control, controlled Congress or if Republicans controlled Congress, it's the same. It's thirty one to thirty, no difference, saying thirty four. So 
they're not uh we already know that the, the way the senate map is broken down it's going to be tough for democrats to be picking up seats in the senate just because of who's up for re-election this year i'm not convinced that there's going to be this massive wave in the house as they speculate we know that the party out of power tends to pick up seats during a, a midterm election uh, yeah after- but they're also energizing the republican base by encroaching yes. on our fundamental rights so if you want to make me a single issue voter you know like yeah. i have congressman body slam here in montana and i don't eh. really like him and i don't want to vote for him but if the alternative is open borders and no guns okay congressman body slam yeah. please i'm yeah. sending him i'm not going to vote libertarian or anything else because it's really Where important you may have abstained you, otherwise yeah, yeah i probably would vote libertarian or a third party candidate or not vote but if if the alternative in Congress is a party that says open borders and no guns and and we not we're not sure about free speech either, yeah, okay, I'll send Congressman Body Slam back to D.C. Ugh. Okay, well, that's all I got on the Democrats, except for Schneiderman. Schneiderman, Schneiderman grabs whoever a Schneider wants, whatever his name is. <laughs> that's definitely how it goes. Let's talk yeah. about that and then get into. Okay, so this is this is another piece of bad news for Democrats, or at least one Democrat. Um, Big news this week. Attorney General of the state of New York, Eric Schneiderman, has been thoroughly and uh, decidedly me too'd. So the allegations uh, come from four women women speaking to the New Yorker, the magazine, uh, the New Yorker magazine. Uh, Schneiderman resigned within hours after receiving these accusations from four women. They say he physically assaulted them. Uh, he says he strongly contests the allegations made against him. He says the allegations, but he's still resigning because the allegations would prevent him from leading the attorney general's office work. He said, quote, in the privacy of intimate relationships, I have engaged in role-playing and other consensual sexual activity. I have not assaulted anyone. I've never engaged in non-consensual sex, which is a line I would not cross. A summary of the claims here. Two women claim to have been choked and hit by him repeatedly. Both sought medical treatment. Ooh. And if there is evidence of this medical treatment, I've not seen it, but presumably that would be a source of evidence that would be highly relevant to this case. Uh, another woman claims to have been slapped across the face. Another said she has similar experiences, generally. Uh, one of them told New Yorker magazine that Mr. Schneiderman routinely drank to excess during the relationship and that the physical abuse in bed got worse the longer she was with him. He would rarely have sex without beating me, she said. The abuse was also verbal and emotional. He started calling me his, quote, brown slave and demanding that I repeat that I was his property. <sighs> Hmm. But this was multiple sexual encounters, right? These were women that had these sexual experiences with him and continued to have sex with him. At least one of them references an ongoing relationship during our relationship. So it was yeah, not. I'm sorry, bitch. That's that's on you a little bit at least. Well, we don't know. I mean, his point is we like to do role playing and weird stuff. He seems to concede that there might have been like violent interplay between them, but. The question is what was agreed to and what wasn't. Um, I want to give Schneiderman the same benefit I would give anyone who was accused, which is we don't have evidence in this case. Uh, we have multiple yeah, accusers. But which the left is volume. going to defend him for the most part. Although I did see Sam B has drastically changed her description. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. And of course, everybody's um, laughing about uh, about who called this. Trump with his crystal ball back in 2013 tweeting out, Wiener is gone, Spitzer is gone. Will uh, next will be lightweight AG Eric Schneiderman. He, is he a crook? Wait and see. Worse than Spitzer or Wiener? I know you had mentioned previously, and I heard Sticks talking about this too. The, the the theory being that Trump has 
schmoozed his way around New York enough to know some of these things before the general New public York does. City billionaire circles. I mean, everybody talks. And then yeah. when I was watching Tucker about this, I don't know, a few days ago, he was like, I got five calls before the show saying that it was generally known that this was like a Weinstein situation where everyone hmm. kind of knew. Well, Schneiderman had you know, previously expressed pro me too and feminist uh, oh, what a things and, like Harvey and Weinstein the, going to the women's march. It's, it's, his now deleted tweets to say that this one was circulating quote, Eric Schneiderman, no one is above the law. And I'll continue to remind president Trump and his administration of that fact every day. That is a brazen thing to do womp when womp. you're beating up your Sri Lankan girlfriend. Is that right? I don't know what nationality she was. Let I me know, know in the live chat. I think she was Sri Lankan. Now, the other key rumor, I can't confirm or deny, this also from Trump in 2013 or 2014, February 2014. Governor Cuomo is right about one thing. Attorney General Eric Schneiderman does wear eyeliner. <laughs> what the hell is up with him? Oh, my God. Who knows? Now. Did you see what Cuomo said about this? I did not. What did he, he say? He used it as a way to to put some heat on Trump. He's like, no one is above the law. Uh, like even the president of the United States, yeah. like you are not going to play this Schneiderman thing <sighs> off. Like you can capture Trump with the same net. This is such bullshit. Now, um, so and the he pro- knew they shared an office. Yeah, that's totally possible. He did for sure. The, uh, I don't know that it's possible to have a, re- a more regrettable segment than Sam B had produced from last <laughs> November. Ruh-roh! on this. So Sam B, well, this is, this is the YouTube video as it exists now. It's titled former AG tricks Sam into thinking he was decent. Really? He tricked you. He just tricked you, Sam. You mean you didn't really just want to kiss his ass. That's not what this was about. Yeah. These are highlights from Sam B's interview with Schneiderman back in November about how good of a job he's doing opposing President Trump on issues X, Y, and Z. So good of a job that he should be regarded as superhero Schneider man. Does whatever a Schneider can. This is Sam B. So ill-advised. Yeah. President Bonespur has had more endurance than predicted, especially if you were predicting his endurance by looking at literally any photo of him being physical ever. But there is hope on the horizon. A hero who stood up to democracy's nemesis before. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's... I'm Eric Schneiderman, and I'm the Attorney General of the state of New York. He must be so happy that Trump won because he's giving you so much material. What a great time to be an attorney. Yeah, it's like a toxic volcano that just keeps belching out bad public policies. Are you going to lead us out of the darkness? The state attorneys general are going to be the first line of defense because the Constitution kept a lot of power awesome. at the state level uh, to hold a potential tyrant in check. We have Interesting when they start making state power, states' rights arguments. Oh, funny. Great, great point on states' rights. Can we talk about guns now? Oh, my God. This is so funny. <laughs> Let's keep get going. through it. Let's get through that power now. And with great power comes great responsibility. Oh my God. He's Schneiderman. Schneiderman does whatever a Schneider can. Only he can save us all. No, uh, it, it is not going to be one hero. It's not going to be a quick fix for this. But I got colleagues uh, all around the country, a network of progressive attorneys general who are really in the core of the legal resistance. You are fighting the good fight. Yeah, uh-huh. you are a superhero. No, no. Why don't we see what happens if you go into that telephone booth over there? Um, think I'll probably stay the way I am. Whatever. 
<clears throat> Should have ended with him smacking her in the mouth. <laughs> Calling her his slave. Yeah. Bow to I, me, slave. Well, like, in fairness, the facts publicly available have changed for Sam B. In the meantime, I'm sympathetic to that. But nobody tricked you into celebrating him as a hero. Nobody tricked her into that. Yeah. I will also give her credit for leaving the video up. She said she did so as a gesture of integrity. She could have deleted it. Didn't yes. do that. She is a beacon of integrity. Yeah. That one. You kind of got to own it, though, to the extent that you propped up this guy as a hero. Nobody tricked you into that. You no. did that. And you she didn't did do any preliminary research. I'm sure if she talked to some New York City insiders, she would have found out. Yeah. So, okay. uh, and, and, or if she would have changed the title, like, Sam B. gets it really wrong on, yeah. on Eric Schneiderman. Okay. Yeah. okay, I get it. Sam B. blindly supports sexual harassers because she <laughs> likes his other policies. Instead, it's, I, I was tricked. He, I put was up tricked. A, he didn't yeah. put up a front, dude. He, you just, you made this yourself. You're the one telling him he's a superhero and he's the one telling you, no, I'm not. And I get it's a comedy bit. It's exaggerated for entertainment factor and stuff, but there was, there so, was minimal tricking here. Were all of these assault claims uh, during sex? I, I don't know for sure. At least the one was for, uh, because I read one... like he punched me in the face, but I also read like he punched me in the face while we were banging. Yeah. There's there, are, the, at least one of them is, is specific to a sexual relationship and, and his mm -hmm. justification. I mean, when he talks about his explanation, he references consensual sexual activity, never engaging in consensual sex, which to me implies that they are all sexual in nature. But I have not seen individual confirmation. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Why would I? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I have to, I have to, well, this is, this is the question I was teasing too. Um, to the extent that there's not evidence available, I want to give him the same presumption of innocence as anybody else. But the fact that he resigned immediately, even though he seems to have an alternative explanation that he wouldn't be able to lead this, the, the office, if he stayed around, listen, if somebody lobbed accusations of that sincerity that seriousness at me i am not going to do anything that's going to give them any credibility whatsoever including resigning it doesn't mean yeah. that he's guilty but i think there's some circumstantial case to be made that uh that an immediate resignation implies guilt i'm not going to say that he is for sure guilty i don't know that but i think even if he's innocent and he's saying look i'm innocent but i have to uphold my duty to this office. I think it's a strategically bad move. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's true to say that I would not be able to fill the role of AG while saying this is wrong. Yeah, I agree. I think you can do that. So at worst, he's guilty at best. He's making a very strategically poor decision that implies his guilt that I don't like at all. The live chat saying that some of these were outside of a sexual context. And I believe that, that the woman actually sought medical attention. So, um, there, there's probably some real that would be evidence. very serious evidence if, if there was some kind of type of demonstration of that you know mm -hmm. i mean i don't know it's not like the it's not we're gonna get a medical report that says schneiderman did this but these women would have record of some sort of like blunt force trauma to point to yes yeah and my temptation to not give him the benefit of the doubt is 100 percent because leftists would offer no such they would have no such offer for anybody on the right hmm. beat them at their own game fight fire with fire type thing I mean, that's not fair. I, I want men to have tools in their box to be able to defend yeah. them against false accusations. False and I know, uh, and I know, I know Shapiro was talking about this too. People often say, well, look on the, uh, uh, when we have our offenders like Eric Schneiderman and Al Franken, we make them go away. 
And that is true. And they say, well, why doesn't Trump go away? Um, the truth of the matter, and as Ben has explained uh, at length on his show, there was no mystery in the, upon the election of Trump. Like we knew this stuff when we elected him. Right. And so and there was already was a pandering too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not abuse at least as far as we know. Or um, any real perversion. He yeah. just likes to bang whores, a billionaire banging whores. Everybody can get over that. So there already has been a public referendum on this. I, I voted for Trump knowing that was part of his character. Right, you, right. At, at this point, a thousand whores could line up and say, we all banged Trump and didn't like it. And I'd say, yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. I Let's I move on. Yeah. <laughs> Married like three times. We kind of accepted that this was one of his, maybe his only vice yeah. when we elected him. And he's, you know. He's a man. He doesn't come from a, yeah. a political sphere. We, now, we if, had a lower expectations of what, yeah. what he was like. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it morally okay, but it just means the crux here is it's about public trust and public evaluation of this information. And that's already been done for Trump. People yeah. already made that evaluation. Yeah. People are also saying there were lots, there was a lot of photographic evidence of this. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that, but that, that, uh, that would matter as well. Photographic evidence of the injuries, I assume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got the Australia shooting left. We got, and then we got Desmond and uh, Caitlyn Jenner's wedding. We're running out of time quickly. Um, maybe we should just do super chat at the end. Eh, let's crank, let's crank out a few because we'll go through three topics. So that'll take. Okay. Um, Kyle Miller says, "Hey Matt, have you seen the LA Times says that the rise of HIV in LA is due to systemic racism?" No, oh my. I'll God. link it if you'll let me. That's really I stupid. Thought, are they not giving out free syringes like Seattle and um and San Francisco? That's how you control the HIV spread. Is, is you it, give them clean syringes. That's not how most people get HIV. Oh, it's, what are you saying? The majority of HIV transmission is from promiscuous anal sex in the gay community. The vast majority. Um, that's so, a hate fact. What? That's a hate fact. They're <laughs> yeah. not allowed. Also real true. So I don't know what to do. So I wonder if it's disproportionately affecting black men. And that's why they're saying that. Well, then start uh, using I would condoms. Assume. Sure, sure. Condoms are really good at preventing HIV. Um, Nathan Woodson, Woodison says, Blonde, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. This must be the Navy guy. <laughs> ah, got you. Fair and enough. thank you for being a good sport. I was worried you went too hard after him. So. Uh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. I get real fiery. I know. Don't challenge Blonde in the super chat. I know. She'll say... You don't have much recourse. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Josh, on you guys you. are great. You both work really hard to be intellectually consistent. Thanks for a new perspective on the Iran deal. Oh, and you had a Ben Shapiro ad on this live stream. No way. Whoa, really? Like a, a, an ad for his show? That's great. Okay, this is. I don't. I can't remember if I talked about this, but I was listening to. Maybe I did. I'll be quick. I was listening to Ben Shapiro's first Sunday special with Jordan Peterson, and it was you know it was kind of the high level intellectual talk that you'd expect, but and it was who kind would of, be there? To stop kind that of conversation. It's kind of indulgent too. But the point is Ben still stopped him to plug like Birch Gold in the middle of the show. Good. (laughs) And from our sponsors, Birch Gold. Oh, I laughed so hard. It just, yeah. Anyway. The radical center says legalize gang weed, gamers rise up. Legalize gang weed, gamers. You need a comma here, man. I don't know. I I'm on, I'm in the dark on that one. That's some, that sounds like something the kids are hip to these days. Gang weed. Gamers, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Somebody tell me in the live chat. Thank you for supporting the show. We're 30. We don't know what the fuck you kids yeah. are doing. These uh, thank you for that. Uh, Magic Sky Fairy 69 saw a Steve Hofstetter comedy show yesterday. He's usually anti-Trump, but I talked to them after after, and it was civil. Would you guys host him if he were willing? Thanks. I do not know who that is. Sure, just send me an email. I'll check it out if you have some material from him. Um, evil zombie toe. Matt and I once made love in Iran. We tried to keep it under wraps, <laughs> but things almost went nuclear, and a quick pullout was in order. 
Yeah, it was very stressful. The only time you have ever appropriately 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 used a sounder. <laughs> I can totally talk. Uh, dangerous spaces. So CNN said this was a distraction from Stormy Daniels. You know the CNN. You know the story CNN was talking about to distract from Korean peace. Uh, talks that happen under Trump's watch. Absolute idiots. Yeah, that's kind of meta, but that's true. <laughs> They're using it as a distraction. Interesting, yeah. Um, Redicus, I'm going to have to paraphrase Shapiro. You can't bitch about the reality TV president. Trump is only the second. Obama regularly trotted out things to get people to ignore his foibles. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of theatrics under, under Obama, too. Yeah. You know. I mean, that video was pretty theatrical, but it wasn't his normal set of theatrics, which is what I was trying to say earlier. He yeah. wasn't like, I'm the best, and I've done such a, you know. It wasn't yeah. as self-congratulatory. Um, yeah. Raggle Fraggle. Hey guys, a fun fact, the money used in World of Warcraft is seven times more valuable than the Venezuelan Bolivar. <laughs> well, why is that? They're not Suck doing their commies. socialism Thanks right. Thanks for the great content. Is that true? I would believe it. That makes sense. I mean, they eat dogs there. They're starving. Sean Cousins, when I saw the American step off the plane, I actually out loud said, good one, Trump at work. HR wants yeah. to speak with me now. <laughs> No, come on. Really? Let us well, know if you're telling the truth, Sean Cousins. You, email me anonymously if you want. I won't share any information, but if that's a true story, I got to hear it. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Judge Lot Blonde, will you give me your blessing to bone Nancy Pelosi? What? It's what? been a spell and I'm a little hard up. Never. I will never give you my blessing. It's so <laughs> gross. You cannot be serious. That's all I have to say to that. My God. She's like a There's no spell. I'd I would take any spell over that. Have to dust out those cobwebs. <laughs> Ooh. Um, last one for right now. Yeah. Uh Oleksandr V. What do you think of Craig Johnson and his fight against softcore ethnic white genocide? And perhaps would you have him on his podcast? I love listening to Greg Johnson debates because he's um a really friendly guy and he's gay. And so he's got the impervious cloak of gayness. Um, oh. but he just hits people with these like really hardline alt-right views. And I've seen some people that are pretty good debaters just um, be unable. I've never heard of this person. Greg Johnson, he, um, is it Counter Currents? Huh. I think that's his website. Guess I'll have to, guess I'll have to take a look. Hardcore. He's a hardcore ethno-nationalist. But I do well, like I'm watching just, his debates. Any, any group I'm interested of, in the debate, yeah. of two people, and he'll debate um, pretty much anybody, any group mm. of two people that are you know diametrically opposed. I, I love watching people fight out their ideas. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me reload this. I think we'll have to circle back though. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, we'll come back to it. I, I, unfortunately we won't be able to spend as much time on this as I had hoped. We'll just kind of have to get through it more quickly. Uh, but what? Oh, they're just talking about Nancy Pelosi's vagina. Oh my God. What have we done? That's, that's one reason why I have to disable the live chat replay. Don't, (laughs) nobody needs to see that later. I know people were really freaked out last time that we didn't do that. They were like, well, I thought you guys were going to, cause you, I don't think you can go well, back. I was, I was operating under the theory that leaving it enabled would cure the processing problem that we had, it did but it not, didn't work, yeah. but I can enable it or disable it at any time. No, we'll always keep it disabled because you guys yeah, now worse stuff in here. Well, and now I know it has no effect on this processing thing. So my intent always is to disable it as soon as the stream is over. If it's still up, that is a mistake on my end. You could just send me an email uh, to remind me or tweet me and I'll, I'll take care of it. Oh, no, or I blonde. say hateful things in there, so I always make sure it's disabled. Or, yeah, or Blonde will probably do it anyway. Okay, so this uh, this headline this week, Australia's worst mass shooting in 22 years leaves a family of seven dead. Uh, a family of seven, including four children, was found dead with gunshot wounds Friday at a rural property in southwest Australia, possibly, uh, possibly the country's worst mass shooting in 22 years. Uh, the last one of that magnitude, or at least the really bad one they're referencing, 
was the lone gunman who killed 35 people in Tasmania in 1996, the shooting that prompted Australia's gun buyback and gun control programs uh, or laws. Police say they are not looking for a suspect but would not comment on the possibility of a murder-suicide, but that kind of implies that there was one. They're not looking for a suspect. They're not looking for a suspect, so he's dead, presumably. They're not naming any danger to the public, so whatever happened, this guy or gal, I guess, is not alive. 16, uh, oh, this, I wanted to reference this too because they say it's the worst shooting in 22 years, um, which may or may not be true, but it's not as though it's the only quote-unquote mass shooting in that amount of time. Uh, I've seen a lot of people circulating a list on social media that I've not vetted myself, but I believe it to be accurate, at least 16 instances since 2002 of shootings with multiple dead or, or victims. So these shootings do occur. Now, of course, 16 in that amount of time is pretty minimal that's not a lot but these these things do happen australia is also a small country small country population wise uh now this is what i wanted to talk about too Uh, vox publishes this piece this article entitled australia is often held as a model for gun control that doesn't make it immune to mass shootings which is the point that a lot of people make about gun control interesting because generally a few months ago vox wait this is a vox article right yeah yeah I'm I'm sure, certain I've said that I've heard that they've said that um, it is a model for gun control, and they talk about it in this article. Well, they do. They still, yeah. I guess they don't say that it is. They say often held, but that kind of implies. But anyway, the article reads: um, gun control can help, but it can't stop every single shooting. It's important to not get carried away here. Given the research is pretty clear that gun control can make a big difference, this kind of mass shooting does not mean, as many people have suggested on social media, that Australia's stricter laws are futile. And the article goes on to claim that gun control worked in Australia, citing a decline in gun violence, gun suicides. Um, but here's the problem. So I have a few problems with this article. One, you're, you're, you're citing gun violence, not violence generally. Why is one type of violence any more or less desirable? And let me guess, a, it includes suicides too? Well, gun suicides, as they show, also went down. But I'm less interested in gun suicides and su- I'm, I'm more interested in the rate of suicides generally. Or crime generally. If this all yes. translated to knife crime and people jumping off bridges, I think that's fucking relevant. And this, 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 the acknowledgement that they make, which is you can't stop violence, it's going to happen. Oh! If you, if you acknowledge that you can't stop violence or aggression against people, um, or every single shooting, as they put it, then you, to me, you grant that the circumstances for self ex- uh, justified self-defense will exist. You grant that premise. If you grant right. that legitimate self-defense circumstances will exist, why would you want good people to be helpless in such a scenario? Why is helplessness the answer in the face to an inherent risk that these authors identify? And their answer, I guess, is about statistical likelihoods. Well, this can make the risk to you statistically less likely. But to your own point, it doesn't eliminate it. So maybe we can mitigate right. that risk, but it doesn't eliminate it. And so if there's truth to the, to the idea that we all face inherent risks, then in my view, and I'd like to hear them respond, why should we not have the right to defend ourselves against those risks, whether those risks are large or whether they're very small? I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to be proficient um, with a firearm and prepared with a firearm because I believe that the likelihood of an armed intruder coming into my home and, and, trying to do harm to me or my family or my property is high. In fact, I believe that is next to zero. But the point is I refuse to be a helpless victim in such a scenario. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason I wear a seatbelt driving a car. Do I believe the likelihood of me getting in a serious car accident is high enough, is sufficiently high that I'll need the seatbelt? No, I, I really don't. But I don't want to be caught without it. Right. I don't want to fly through the windshield and say, well, at least it was statistically unlikely. <laughs> 
hit a semi and die. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, how about I will mitigate that risk? That's my right to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about knife crime, um, which they never talk about is I, I, I don't grant the premise that it's superior to be a subject of knife crime, knife crime than of gun crime. Oh yeah, man. I don't know. I might want to be shot. I'm not, you know, I don't think getting shot is like a superior alternative to getting stabbed, but like getting stabbed is no walk in the park. It seems like it would be awful. Like yeah, I, it'd be horrible. we talked about it in like uh, the case of the London knife attack. Was yeah. it at Westminster? Or was it the bridge one? I forget. But there was a case with, of an unarmed officer basically being hacked to death by an Islamic attacker oh God, with a machete. I think it was the bridge. And it's just like, can I imagine anything more terrifying than a terrorist coming at me with a machete and I have nothing or maybe a baton? Billy Club, yeah. That would be horrifying. Plus, you but know, their special sometimes forces arrived at eight minutes. Yeah, I guess. The ones with I mean, guns. and sometimes you can count on incompetence with guns or gun malfunction. Guns mm-hmm. jam. People are inaccurate with guns. It's not that they aren't effective. They clearly are effective. But I'm just saying the average person, I feel better about their chance of missing me if I'm running or something than I do about them like just hacking me with a knife in an enclosed area. The chances of failure in that scenario are pretty low. I am more afraid of getting stabbed than shot. Yeah. Hmm. Oof, it's got dark real fast, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. anyway, I mean, the point is, by Vox's own acknowledgement, there's nothing that's going to eliminate this risk. And, and to me, if you acknowledge that that risk exists, you ought to acknowledge people's fundamental right to mitigate it for themselves. Yeah. You're, a- you're asking them to connect the dots, though. This is too much for leftists. I guess so. Let's get to tranny stuff, or at least drag queen stuff. All right. So, so we all recall lactatia. Lactatia, that ten, the original 10-year-old drag queen enabled by his degenerate feminist uh, nose, what is it, the nose the septum, septum or whatever, ring. septum ring mom. Totally cocked, jean vest wearing, pussified father. Yeah. So his rival emerged. I don't know if they actually have a rivalry. I just call them a rivalry because they're kind of similar. But Desmond is amazing. He's back with a video profile from Mashable. It's posted both on Twitter and on YouTube. Here is a cut of Desmond is amazing and his promotion from Mashable. This is the tweet anyway. Desmond is amazing is the future and we're here for it. Okay. The, meet the 10 year old drag kid shaping the future of drag youth. That's what Mashable says. Oh, and here's the, here's the YouTube. So I wanted to show that too. The YouTube coverage is, um, it's not very kind. Uh, 77 down 400 up and the most uh it was ratioed on twitter heavily downvoted on youtube the top comment is actually mark dice calling it child abuse (laughs) here's here's desmond is amazing his mom i love inspiring people so that's where i get a lot of um the confidence because i am helping other people lives to make sure that they express themselves When I was two, um, after I saw season one of RuPaul's Drag Race, I Do you want um, to pause or just carry one. through? Why the fuck is a two-year-old watching RuPaul's Drag Race? Why? Good question. His, his mom's going to explain why her, her parenting philosophy toward the end here. Towels, blankets, and bubble wrap, whatever I could get my hands on. I would wrap them around my body and put them on my head to make it look like I had a wig on. I started going drag shows when I was five years old. Mm. 
And it was really fascinating to see these people like dressing how they want and all this fierce makeup they had on. Overnight, I became like this viral superstar. And when I vogue the whole way of the Pride Parade, and a fan um, started a fan page on Facebook called Desmond is Amazing, and I really love the name. So then I, I decided to keep my stage name as Desmond is Amazing. I think that I basically would rather have a kid that feels accepted to be himself and feels that he has a mind of his own to think with than to feel resentful. I think that all kids should, should be able to be creative and free thinking and not feel like they have to be a mini version of their parents. And I That's see so that I'm doing the same thing like a soccer mom might do or a mom whose kid likes to paint. Um, you know, they would buy them paints and paper and a soccer mom might buy the uniforms and the other equipment. Whereas I'm helping to make his costumes for what he wants to do. I can only own my own feelings and I can't own what these other people's feelings are. So I, I try to pay it no mind, like Desmond says. The most positive thing is that he is visible out there and he is able to inspire others. First thing. Where the fuck is dad reigning in this crazy bitch being like, you're not going to turn my son into a daughter, you, fe you fat feminist bitch. <laughs> God, this kills my soul. Why do you make me watch this shit? All I, I got to say is. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. Thanks, uh, Nakia, I think was her name. Secondly. Yes. His mom with this absolutist thinking, like my son has to be able to do whatever he wants, be a drag queen or else I'm stifling his creativity and he's going to become yeah. a resentful adult. Those aren't, those aren't, you know, necessarily the opposite things. You can be like, this is behavior for a boy. This is behavior for a girl. And this kid might just be gay or maybe even he's, he's not gay at all. And this is just a phase he would have gone through. Well, that's the great irony. At this two years old. is Yes. Watching RuPaul at two, drag shows at five, and allowing other people to create Facebook fan pages with images of your sexualized child. A-plus mothering. Appreciate that. To your point on the freedom and being resentful, well, she, she says, I'm, I'm giving my child as much freedom as I can so he won't grow He's up to child. be resentful. He doesn't need all the freedoms. Guess uh, <laughs> any any odd, and what, what do you think the probability of him growing up to be resentful is? I'd say significantly really higher high. because yeah. of this. Like my idiot... He, I, I will be surprised, although I'll eat my words in 10 years time or whatever it takes if Desmond grows up to be an adult who is still into this stuff. I bet it's not going to happen. And Desmond is going to wonder, why did my mom enable this type of nonsense? Why is it plastered all over the Internet? This is not me. This is not who I want to be. This was stuff I did as a child. I've developed out of it. I don't like that I have this all yeah. this tape on the Internet of all this crap. Daddy didn't rein mommy in with the pimp hand. That's the real I problem here. And I wish I could ask her, what is the role of motherhood? Because as far as I can tell in her philosophy there, it's simply an ATM. I am just a cash machine to enable whatever it is that my child wants. What are the lines? Or to let your child play out every emotional whim that they have. No, being a parent, although I don't have kids yet, but I'd imagine it's a lot about setting normal boundaries. I would assume. I would assume. With you're no not a boundaries. That's, or he'll the, stifle his creativity. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? You mentioned it earlier, but the options in her in her explanation are it's either full freedom to do whatever the child wants or you're creating a mini version of the parent. Well, no, I, 
when I have a child, I'm not going to try to make him into a mini version of me. Like you'll do, you'll do all the things that I do. You'll, you'll create a modestly watched YouTube show and you'll go <laughs> snowboarding. <laughs> and that's the only way. No, it's like, it's like you said, like, here's a, I don't know if it's a, a, a like a, a, a world of acceptable behavior. It's not that it's just like, to me, it's not telling the kid what he can and can't do. To me, it's more like, can you at least protect the kid from this public sexualization? Is that something we can agree Children on? Children need to be told what they can't do. That that just is part of parenting. And, you know, I, I brought this up with the lactation thing, but like T minus three years until this kid's raped. Like he's going mm. around frequenting drunk drag queen clubs and he's a young child, like a, a smooth little kid. Some pedo is like all over this already. He's internet famous. Probably. Uh, I, I I mean I don't know this the prospect of whether the so assault will happen up. or not, but you gotta oh imagine God. there's some uh less than pure appreciation of this kid. Yeah, they're sexualizing him. Did you see how he was walking, like shaking his little tush and stuff? Ugh. This is so fucked up on so many I hate these stories. And they keep coming out, they keep doing this. All these outlets keep pushing this and they keep saying, This is the future. Get get with the program, that sort of thing. No. No. No, this is our future. And it's not, it's not based on hate. Ride. They want to characterize it as though like we're all hateful of Desmond or something. It's like, I want Desmond to be, to live a normal child's life that's protected from public scrutiny. And I want Desmond to be able to make mistakes that young people do privately. Or to like to play to dress up, you know, if sure. your kid wants to dress like a girl and play dress up, you know, that's a totally different thing. You don't have to plaster it all over the internet, make them internet famous to validate your own parenting decisions. That, that just, it's irreconcilable to me. Also yeah. putting him in this sexualized community, allowing him to behave like an adult. It's just, this is unforgivable. I think that it is, I think the, the, the stated desire for child freedom is simply a proxy or a substitute for a desire for parental fame. I think that's what she really wants. And the rest of these people really want. You're, you're saying, I want my child to be free. You can do that without making your child a celebrity of sorts in this way. And I yeah. think that you want that celebrity virtue signal fame. And I don't, I, make me an argument that this public spotlight in this sexualized way is beneficial for the welfare of the child. I, I can't see it. it's what they want to do. Want. Yeah, but you don't have to put it on public display like this. He can do it privately. And there's no going back from this either or what he's exposed to in these communities. Hmm. Like maybe he could recover from this if this was something that was like, you know, playing out in his own home. But if something happens to him, if he gets raped by some petty pedo adult that has already is a fan of his YouTube page or his Facebook page, whatever he advertises on, um, there's no undoing. There's no amount of therapy that's going to undo something like that. Yeah. This is so, so sad. It just makes me, this kills my soul. Why do we have to cover these stories? I got one that might fix your soul if you want. Why would this one make me feel any better? I don't know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a, a comedy piece, I guess. So, Caitlyn Jenner rumored to wed transgender college students. So BET reports an unspecified source leaked that Jenner is planning to marry a transgender college student 50 years younger than him. Wait, you Jenner, say BET? Yes, BET, Black Entertainment huh. Network. Seems like it's out of their wheelhouse. Well, this, this is an interesting piece. Is BET is reporting this. Jenner is 68. This transgender college student is 21. But it's being disputed by several sources um, uh, saying they, there, there are no plans to get married, that the rumor is incorrect. So if, if this is, in fact, incorrect information that's being used to uh, – that's spreading misinformation about Jenner – Jenner, it really puts the uh, SJW community in a tough spot because you're pitting BET against trannies. So who's who's the real victim? 
Oh, right? I don't know. Who is the real victim? Who has more victim points? Probably the tranny, right? Bruce Jenner, the like millionaire posh Hollywood guy. Yes, but they have this obsession with the smallest minority status and there are fewer trannies than there are black Ah, people. so it's just quantity. Yeah, I would it? say. I mean, okay. This other um, transgender person's name is Sophia Hutchins, currently enrolled at Pepperdine University. The... Um, this is he, I, he he began male to female transition as a teenager uh the pair previously vacationed in mexico together in 2017 reports are that jenner jenner is in a rush to wed for the fourth time after a rough breakup with the kardashian family kanye west could not be reached for comment <laughs> do i care about whether they're getting married or not no i just kind of wanted to have fun hashing out what this is is this Two lesbians getting married? Is this a lesbian wedding that we're rumored that's rumored here? Is this a gay wedding that's rumored here? Is this a straight wedding that's rumored here? Because again, my understanding is that Sophia Hutchins still has a penis and that Caitlyn Jenner has a surgically constructed vagina. Is that a straight wedding? No, this is a gay wedding. That's that's what I would vote for. This is a gay wedding. I don't I don't know. I mean <laughs> how much what and percentage also, of being female does having a a poorly crafted vagina consist of? Like, do you think the Bruce Jenner is like, I don't know, twenty percent of a woman? <laughs> also, are they both going to wear dresses? One going to wear dress? I One think gonna they're both going to wear dresses, and they're going to call it a lesbian wedding. Is that what they're going to do? We should we should have had we should have taken bets on this. We should have allowed people to bet. What will it be called? Oh lesbian. Caitlyn Jenner's lesbian wedding. Is it Caitlyn Jenner's wife? Caitlyn Jenner's husband? Caitlyn Jenner's spouse? Caitlyn Jenner's partner? Iran Desmond and Caitlyn Jenner's poorly crafted vagina. This is what our show was tonight. Yes. Yep. That's what we do. So if you have thoughts about how to characterize this gay, straight, lesbian, all of the above nuptial forthcoming, please, uh, please uh, send me an email. I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. Or send me a tweet. You never look at our society and you're like, we should just not bother trying to say this. It, you know, to, to round things out, I, <laughs> spoiler alert, I was a, I'm actually trying to embolden Iran to get a nuke so that we can end <laughs> this kind of... That's really where I was coming from. I'm really hoping that Iran gets really mad, develops a nuke, and just ends this. Death to America! Oh, it's God. for the best, you guys. It's for the best. Um... I mean, I just look at this and, and people's demand that I accept this as normalcy and I'm like, burn it to the ground. I don't care. I really don't think people do. I don't, I don't think. Your I think average that, leftist demands that we accept transgenderism is not a mental illness. Yeah, but you know, it's like, uh, I, I trust my dad on just like being a, a bellwether. Or whatever, what, what, you know, he's got his fingers to the, just the cultural wind in this country. And it's like my dad says, like, I get the gay stuff, the tranny stuff. That's just. Just too far for me, man. (laughs) I just don't get it. I just don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, and you have to act like, or ask why, if it's a naturally occurring phenomenon, why is it exponentially increasing in frequency? Yeah, and that's not to be interpreted that like, I don't accept these people as people or like my dad hates people. What it means is like, the premises you're expecting us to accept are too far. Yeah, these are these are illogical, unscientific, nonsensical premises that you're expect you're expecting us to accept. Right, and that's going to make people overcorrect in the other direction. When Christian conservatism starts to look real good in counterculture, you know you've gone too far. And that we are at that point. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, we are at that point. It's like uh, that meme with that dude looking at 
looking behind him you know, it's <laughs> christian conservatism and next to him is like liberal acceptance of transgenderism and Caitlin yeah kind of i sort of feel that same intrigue to be honest you know i know i've actually decided to go back to church yeah i i uh i don't think i'll ever be persuaded to like the intellectual side of religion necessarily i, I don't think that i'll be persuaded in the existence of a higher being but look I some can't. of that I'm right some there. of the aspects of culture listen they <laughs> It kept some things um, in good working order. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and people would talk about, I know what the argument is going to be. They would talk about pedophilia in the Catholic community. Yeah. Um, if you look into those numbers, you will see that there is more pedophilia, more child rape in public schools than in the Catholic wow. church. Yeah, it was greatly overblown. And I kind of grew up, because you know, I'm, I'm Catholic. I kind of grew up thinking that it was this really common problem. Um, well, of course, and of course, it goes without saying, both of those are awful. Nobody's saying like, it's just a little bit of pedophilia no, that's fine. No, no, it's no, just, it's the that. scale of the problem. Is right, right. Um, yeah. And there was this one documentary filmmaker that made a documentary about uh, pedophilia and Catholicism and it won an Oscar. And then she made a subsequent documentary about pedophilia in Hollywood and like, she got canceled from all the major film festivals. They of course, air, of course. Right? Yeah. It's like the, yeah. you know, the, the, the bias in liberal media is, is clear here. Yeah. We got a bunch Let's of round it out. Here. Let's super chat it out and we'll call it a, call it a show. And then nobody will see the first eight minutes of our show. Including the part where I explained why you don't see the start of the show. Oh, that's <laughs> right. We should. Damn. I always put a comment uh, in the, at the, on the video as well though. So they know. Uh, Matt and I once made love in Iran. Oh, let's see. We just yeah, I do remember that one. <laughs> uh you graphically vividly um damn it i was gonna load in the jeopardy music this week and i forgot I'm for this sure. very purpose boning nancy pelosi greg that's Johnson. true yeah. uh, okay nick hawk can't wait to listen to the full stream this week take some of my evil capitalist money that i stole from poor people we only ah, want money you. that you stole from poor people okay. that's my favorite kind yeah <laughs> stolen money uh joshua says why do you drink such piss beer Use this to pick up a six pack of Odell Brewings IPA or Legion Brewings Space Disc. I drew it because I do it because it makes uh, beer elitists like you mad. That's why. <laughs> Thank you for supporting the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Bob Smith, it's weird. I normally dog Matt about his fashion sense. Not tonight. Matt makes a hoodie look good. Blonde. It must be windy in your apartment. I know. Oh, I was the, out the of the AC. Wind. Yeah. The, is it the AC blasting or what? No, my hair is just all wild because I was uh, I oh, took I my dog notice. for a walk before the show. Um. Let's see, Oboe 299, the spread of HIV is due to the state of decriminalizing the purposeful transmission of the disease. It increased, it isn't increased gay sex or drug abuse. It is increased unprotected anal sex. That is the number one cause of HIV transmission. Hmm. Um, look into it. Let me reload this. And we got a ton more. Um, Redicus, it all comes down to the serenity question, can you cure evil? And also, if you want nightmares, look up police-involved stabbings. No Thanks. Oh God. No. I don't want to look at that. Thank you. Yeah. That. Um, and I don't Appreciate think that it. we can cure evil. I think that it's part of the human condition. Yep. I agree. Al McNeil enjoying your content from the pilot truck stop of West, West of Bozeman. Kudos to you both. Thank you. Oh, well, you Thank should you have said something. I, occasionally I have people come through town and maybe you didn't have time or whatever, but I will say this. A lot of times people hesitate, like they come through town and they think it's weird. Like, to ask to get a beer or something like that. I'm I'm totally open to it, to be honest. I'll probably get killed one of these days for saying that. But I've had several people come through town and ask to meet up, and I've had nothing but good experiences doing that. So if anybody ever comes through on I-90 or whatever else, and you want to meet up and you don't want to turn me into skin furniture, 
I'm happy to uh, oblige. Oh, that. so I told my patrons I needed um, a no murder guarantee. And the patron that I met up with before the show, he gave me lifesavers. He's like, here's your Oh, no that murder. that's so goddamn cute. Oh, it was real my cute. God. I'm like, I'm not even worried anymore. Yeah. Um, let's see. Nicholas Van Neel. Oh, my God. I can't believe we got Gillard or Gillard. First female prime minister didn't get elected wildly unpopular to interview Hillary. Fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah, the, Look up her misogyny speech in question time. So what he's talking about is that questioner of Hillary who is a former Karate. Australian ah, prime, prime okay, minister. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, no, she didn't get elected. Oh, I thought she did. I thought she served or didn't, didn't get elected was wildly unpopular is what he said. Oh, so maybe she was like maybe she ran, I guess, or, or what? Maybe I'm. I might be wrong. We don't know anyway, anything about She was an Australian politician of some sort. Uh, Radica says, how much is the betting pool on this drag kid ended up OD'd in a gay club? That's another thing. What It's yeah. not just his, his exposure to pedophiles and uh, sexual community. What about his exposure to drug use and all sorts of things that come with, you know, drunken adult night club territory? She's taking, the mom is taking it well beyond just dressing up. She is making him a community Huge spotlight. Risks. Yeah. Huge risks. Oh, people are saying she was prime minister for several years. Sorry, guys. Okay. We know shit on this show. Yeah, I thought so. Um, Andrew Dale says the pimp hand. Yeah, I mean, I rarely advocate for that, but come on. If there's going to be a situation where a man needs to lay down the law, I think that this is it. He's your son. Or maybe he's Carry on. I mean, come on. Where's the dad here? Unless he's dead. I'm not seeing a really good excuse for why he's not interfering. I actually don't know. It is a good question. I would be curious to know. At I least mean, in the case of lactation, we know that the dad has enabled this all of the degeneracy. What's going on? Which doesn't make case? me feel much better. But at least you know there's no mystery. Yeah, that's true. Um, two way says, Blonde, good luck with the upcoming copulation. We'll be thinking <laughs> of you too creepy or not creepy enough. I don't I know why. Agree oh, get out of here, Dave. That. You're gross. I don't know why I told anybody about it. It's because people are so on my case about having a baby. You know, I still get comments every day. Like, what's taking so long? It's like, I just want people to know that, like, I'm, I'm figuring it out. Okay. Yeah. 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 Dangerous Space is it. As an Aussie, I have so many opinions when people talk about our gun laws. Maybe I'll email you, Matt, but it may be lengthy, too. At least this mom isn't asking for consent to change a baby's diaper. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that? Yeah, I did or see you that You said it clip. to me and you said terminal blonde disease, didn't you? No, I don't think I sent it to you. Maybe someone else somebody, did. Somebody else did. But yeah, there's this. Um, I think she's Australian. I'm not totally she sure. She has the accent. Yeah. Talking about how parents need to give consent for other people to change their kids' diapers. It's no, the, the thing. concept is when you're changing the kid's the the infant's diaper you have you to get to, the infant's consent you she grants that the infant can't consent but she says you should like tell the baby what you're doing make eye contact with the baby and imp- give the baby the understanding non-verbally that their reaction matters such that you're cultivating a, a, the concept of consent within the baby that's what she was saying why do we have to project this this sexualization on children why do we have to do this i reject I don't this know. Um, based on that lady's haircut she was incel anyway though i don't think she's a sexual expert i saw that harty said um did a unicorn take a shit on her head (laughs) (laughs) that's right that's that's a good one wish i had the image but everybody knows everybody's seen that lady so you can probably imagine jeez uh alexander v says dc or marvel neither what do you no opinion yeah i just i i'm not a scene four movies over I've seen some of the movies, uh, but I don't read the comics. I just, I can't take a side on that. It's not hate. It's just indifference, unfortunately. 
Raven Sama says the mother is mentally unstable and weak. I've had to deal with this shit myself with my psycho cunt baby mama. She told mm. me with a straight face that my five-year-old son was bisexual. Ooh, oh boy. get in there and start doing some parenting. I, I mean, not that you're not, I'm not, I'm not saying that you aren't, but like, you know, rein in the female crazy. Here's what I would do. That's how I'd solve that. Problem. I'd give her the full Schneiderman. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Jared Holt. Are you gonna? Are you listening, Jared Holt? There it yeah. is. There's right a hit piece, piece, bro. Um, Kami bought five thousand. Your grandpa was right in the '90s when he said, "If you let gays get married, boys are going to be girls, pedos are going to be accepted." Wow! I can't believe it. I used the to think that stuff was such real. nonsense, and I still don't see a reason why one has to follow the other. But there's no denying right, that that's right. the sequence that has occurred. Yeah, and I want to support ideas on at face value. I want to treat the gay issue separately from all of these things, I do too, but, yeah. but there's no denying, especially when they operate as a single community, which also baffles me. If I were like a gay man, I'd be like, what are these trannies doing up in my Sure. Mind? Yeah. Why are these inherently linked to the same thing yeah. with people of color? Like why am exactly. I as a Filipino the same as like a, I don't know, like a Hispanic person. Exactly. Something? But if they didn't operate in tandem, I would be able to evaluate these individual issues, but I can't, I can't do that because they've formed, um, they form communities. So mm. what do you want me to do here? People, um, LGBTQ Rainier Chen. No, no. Thank you so much. Um, Mr. DJ fly high thoughts on Eurovision this year. Uh, I'm, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> uh, let's do some Googling while I figure, while I finish these out. Let me read sure. this really quick. We have a few more, um, slosher missed most of the live show due to mother's day supper, but good luck on getting inseminated blonde. <laughs> I'm sure Happy it came Mother's up on Day. the show. I, I should not have talked about this. Eurovision Song Contest, simply called Eurovision, is the longest-running annual international TV contest of all time. Is this basically like European American Idol, maybe? I feel like maybe you're asking us as a joke. <laughs> There's no possible way we could have an opinion on this. As usual, we don't know what you guys are talking about. Sorry about that. But if you have any strong Eurovision opinions, you can email me. Yeah, I... Um, okay, we're good. Okay. Well, I, I got to pee. So we will, uh, we will call it there. But, uh, but thanks to everybody for hanging out. And uh, Super Chatters, of course, for supporting the show, keeping us on the air, buying us time and independence to say whatever nonsense we uh, want to say. So thank you for that. And thank you to the rest of the live chatters hanging out, talking about all the obscenities that you do. I'll be sure to hide all of your nasty comments so no one will ever see them as soon as we're done here. And thank you uh, if you're watching YouTube later. Sorry if the show was chopped off. Hopefully not. Uh, and thank you if you're listening on an audio platform later as well. Uh, remember, if you do want to, more material, more material as well as uh, if you just want to take the show on the go without the video, check out those audio platforms. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, they're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can email us, that's beautyandthebeta, at gmail.com we will be back next sunday because if it is sunday sorry chuck todd you sleepy-eyed son of a bitch it is not meet the press it is beauty and the beta remember no call-in show this week so we will see you back next sunday see you then. Bye, guys.